Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailflies TV. This is episode 176. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Connor's here too. I feel like that wasn't as much of a come down as usual. Yeah. You, you don't have quite the, the pizzazz and energy at the start of that. I, I forgot. I forgot he put in the put in the uh, pizzazz. Yeah, yeah. Slacking already. Well, like I, I had to read like so many books <laughs> in the last two hours. All right, I am, I am, I woke now up. You a just want to sleep. I woke up a bit earlier than expected. I squeezed in and walked. I don't always do on Saturday. I came home. I ate some food, which because normally I'm usually starving by the end of this show. This week I have the opposite problem where I ate a lot of food fairly soon before we started. So now I'm just sleepy. I want, I want to be in a food coma. That's a, I think that's why I, I, I took a, an accidental ninety-minute nap because mm-hmm. um, Paige woke me up early. Because if if you play uh, Pokemon Go, today was a community day, and she's she was stuck at work, so she was like, "Go out and get me a shiny." And I'm like, "Do I have to?" She's like, "Yes, you have to." What's what's a shiny? Uh, it's just it, the Pokemon in a different color, basically. They just look slightly oh, different. Um, <laughs> but they have like you know, on on these days that they do once a month, a, a certain Pokemon has an increased rate of of getting it. Gotcha. So, so she's like, "Go out and get me one." So I was like, "Fine." And I thought, well, I'm out now. I'm going to get some lunch. So I had a nice big lunch. And I came back to read my comics. I got through three comics and fell asleep for an hour and a half. As you do. As you yeah. do. Yeah. I am. Um, no, I had a weird sleep this way. I, what day was it? There was a day where I, I, I fell asleep for a nap at like five o'clock, thinking oh, I'll be out for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to record in the yeah. evening. And I didn't wake up until. World. I didn't wake up until like after midnight. It was. <laughs> it was about one o'clock when. He, when I was like, right, I'm calling it now. I'm just going to bed. And he's like, well, I just woke up. I'm like, great. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, it's been one of those weeks. All right. It's just a bit... October starts to take a lot out of me, all right? I mean, hell, I'm recording with Tim tonight. I've got to watch two horror movies as soon as we're done <laughs> with this show. Man, I'm so far behind. I haven't watched anything. Granted, my brother's been here. And we've been going on little trips. I've been to California and Arizona, both in the span of this week. Ooh. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I need sleep. I need to watch Piranha after this. Uh, any you watch Piranha too? Not Piranha two. I've not seen Piranha two yeah. yet. I'll get. I'll get That's to the one that... James Cameron's yeah. directorial yeah. debut <laughs> at some point on streams. I'm sure. Hmm. But... That's the movie I was supposed to look up. It's near dark. Near dark. Yes. Near dark is great. Near dark's fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna see if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, because she got very mad at me because there was this post going around last weekend. It may have been earlier in the week. I've been at work in a week, so my sense of time is completely off. Um, and uh, it said like it listed you know movie monsters and put your favorite movie for each. And I put all Monster Squad right because that's like mm-hmm. a near perfect movie. And Pete said I was insane. And then when I gave my actual picks, he thought I was even more insane. So and he's like, you want a good vampire movie? Watch Near Dark. Yes, um, and I specifically picked Near Dark because I think it's a great vampire movie that will also work for Matt. Because as much as I would love to say, go watch uh, Let the Right One In, um, which may I've still. Seen, I've seen it. It's not my favorite, but it's good. Like it's exactly that film. should be a yeah. home. That should be That's, a home run. That should be. It's a perfect film. Yes, that should be a That's home run. Perfect. It's it's fine. It's in another language, guys. Oh so my come on. god. I had to read. I, I don't even, do you know what, Matt? After I don't this speak conversation, Swedish. 
after this conversation, I don't even feel bad. I felt guilty. We we did a a, a vote right where people set in their top fifties and stuff, right? And we did the yeah. first half of the results. Uh, I recorded that this weekend, and at one point, I felt guilty because I made fun of you a little bit because Diabolic uh-huh. came up, and I am um, oh, Diabolic. Yeah, Diabolic. And it came up, and I said, you know what? Even Matt loved this, and he's someone who says, I have to read. And I felt bad for making fun of you. And you've just justified it. Here's, here's the thing. That's that's a joke. I watch plenty of foreign <laughs> films that I have to read. I'm just leading into it. Um, but no, I'm also not a big vampire guy. So, you know, Let the Right Woman's fine. I think like it's, it's a fine vampire movie. Like, near Dark, because it's not a traditional vampire movie. Yeah. Um, yes. Apparently, it's on something called Flix Fling. I don't know what that is. If it's free, I'll download it. Uh, so I've I can never watch. Even heard of it. Uh, yeah. uh, other vampire recommendations: The Transfiguration. It was what a recent one that I watched was very, very, very good. Uh, if you want a really stylish visual one, uh, mm-hmm. A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night mm-hmm. is stunning to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's some vampire recommendations. But we do talk about DC Comics on this show, and coming <laughs> up on this week's show, we have a gauntlet of books. We have Event Leviathan issue 5, Superman 16. Oh, Kurt gets a break when we start talking about books this week. Uh, we get Wonder Woman number 80, The Flash issue 80, Supergirl 35, Batman and the Outsiders number 6, Wonder Twins issue 8, Hawkman 17, that's my break, I'm going to get a snack during that double, that yeah. double feature, uh, Joker Year of the Villain issue 1, The Batman's Grave issue 1, and we'll round out with the first issue of a new Black Label book, which is Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue one. So that's when I get my break. Hefty week. Hefty week. Speaking of snacks, I was very disappointed yesterday. Why? So I, I have recently become lactose intolerant, which oh. sucks. Welcome, uh, welcome to your uh, mid 20s, Connor. Yeah. Happened yeah. to me too. Yeah. I did not realize donuts contained so much milk. <laughs> uh, and I, I may have devoured a four pack and gone, shit, this was a bad exactly. idea. You're going to have to eat vegan donuts. <laughs> uh, I'll just not eat donuts, to be honest. God, no. I have to give up donuts. This is the best news ever. So, this is hilarious. So when, when I started to get lactose, it was it's mainly from milk. I can still handle cheese and milk products in food. But if I drink a glass of milk... It's get out the way. No, no, mine's like, pretty bad. I, I, when I yeah. when I was testing, you know, just to be you know to be sure, mm-hmm. I um, I, without thinking, someone at work offered me a you know they offered me a biscuit, and I went yeah sure. So I picked one up, and I had a a chocolate covered biscuit. It was a bad idea. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. Okay. Uh, this is this isn't even slight lactose intolerance. This is extreme. This is like yeah. anything yeah. with dairy yeah. in it. You're just. Yeah. just he yeah. with are... a ice cream and he's uh, done. Th- thankfully, I I didn't like cheese anyway, so like you know that oh. was not you know that, that that doesn't really hurt that much. So it's it's probably not as bad for me as some people. The donuts that was the last straw though. That was right. Okay, this this is bullshit. That's the one that hurt. That, that's the one that hurt. I think donuts may be quite nice, especially on some some it fancy new donut place. It's just opened yeah. up not that far from from me, and I'm I was gonna go try it out. They, they give you like one donut in a box and it's a huge massive thing and it's a decadent experience <laughs> and now i'm like what's the point that sounds like um like you get birthday co- millie's cookies do these it's like the big cookie it's basically like a yeah, cake but in yeah. cookie form uh with icing and stuff i love those things these these donuts are extreme from because uh, uh, yeah i'd seen a couple of pictures on like on facebook but then someone brought one into work because they'd stopped mm. by on their way in and i actually saw the size of it and i was like holy shit that's a Big ass donut. 
it, it, <laughs> no, that's not my kind of place. Yeah, now I want yeah. acing. I, I want acing in my life now. I'm just thinking about. <laughs> so, do you guys do you guys prefer like the raised up kind of donuts, like the bready donuts, or the more cake like old fashioned donuts? Um, prop. I don't know. Because <laughs> because I the, the older I've gotten, the more I just like the the cakey kind. Like the raised ones are fine, but you know that they're really dependent on the frosting, or the icing, or the glaze. Whereas a a good cake donut you can just eat by itself. I think I prefer the know? cake. No, I think I prefer the cake ones, but I do like a yeah. more modern raised. I assume oh, that has yeah. some nice icing or something on it. And, yeah, like yeah. like a like a maple bar. You know, like like a a, a classic, good. freshly done. You know, just sugar ring donut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's fantastic. like a yeah, that's like a, that's what I'm talking about. Like the raised bready kind of ones. Mm. um yeah i mean i just like donuts period so like, yeah yeah but uh you know when we go to duncan in the morning you know i'll get myself a, a blueberry cake that uh, that's that's my go-to um you know where it used to be a maple bar maple bars are fine i guess i'll still enjoy them mm. shoot after this trip with my brother being out here and me eating like a raccoon that got into the taco bell dumpster uh say i'll be no donuts for a while because who we mm. No, I'm just thinking of donuts that I've got like cream in the middle, or yeah, no, no, I, I, I was never big on those. Or, or, or those Terry's chocolate orange ones that have like the the chocolate orange flavored filling all around the the ring of it. Oh, those things are so good. Now you're speaking my language, Pete. Oh. See, that's too too much for me already. Oh, no, I, I like beautiful. Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, it's that beautiful, was, right? Yep, that was my favorite thing I got in Epcot from the. UK candy store. Yeah, ter- Terry's chocolate orange is amazing, and then you, you have the variations, which are nice. Where they have the, the pop rock inside it, or they have yeah, that, that's pretty good. Then the uh, toffee one, the honeycomb one, and then they also have uh, the dark version. Obviously, is what a thing. Well, you can obviously around Christmas. Typically, they're a Christmas sort of related snack. Right. Uh, I mean, you can buy them year round, but they're, they're just associated more with Christmas. Uh, and they do now like the boxes of like uh, the individually in- instead of like a-, a whole orange, you get a box of like you know the mix of all the different ones that you can mm-hmm. get as like you know, in the individual wrappers, like like mm-hmm. mini ones. Yeah, uh, those are pretty good. <laughs> okay, now I just want junk food. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's get away yeah. from this. Damn it! <laughs> let's get away from so it. So good. Whose fault is this? This is Matt's no, fault. It's mine. No, no, no it's, it's Connor for talking about his lactose intolerance. That's right. Oh yeah, it's Connor can't have donuts anymore. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't really have chocolate anymore, but I'm not too bothered about that. I don't eat a ton of chocolate anyway. I'm, I was always more into you know crisps and you know savory snacks than than sweet things. Salty. So. Yeah. So what, so, you're, so what you're saying is, is that your weight is not going to benefit at all from this? No, no, not really, because <laughs> I'm still going to eat a shitload of crisps and nuts. Um, you ever have chocolate favored chips or crisps, as you call them? Chocolate flavored? No, covered. Oh, I've no. never actually had them sold to me like that. But in my youth, yeah. I did quite enjoy eating something chocolatey, so my mouth was all chocolatey, oh. and then eating some crisps while yeah. my mouth was still chocolatey. That so, was a... uh, someone. Someone they brought in a chocolate fountain at work a while ago, and mm. someone and went hog wild, covering everything in chocolate. And I, got that's a... always the case when one of those appears, right? And and someone like chocolate coated some some lays potato chips and oh man i did not know i was missing in life like it's good i, I don't have a chocolate fountain. i'm surprised that that, that that you can't just buy that as a regular in scotland 
Your diet is like way worse than mine. For, but for some reason, you like yeah, to crack this, this stereotype. No, not so much a dig at you, Pete. It was. It's about Scotland the Scottish culture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's this reputation that Scotland has any worse of a diet because than England you does. Deep fry everything in your chippies. Deep we fried, do not. Deep fried Mars bar. Deep fried pizzas. We we just don't do that here. Isn't a deep fried pizza really just a calzone? And don't we know no. calzones betray us? So uh, no, because cal- calzones folded over. The deep fried pizza is just half a pizza deep fried. Yeah, yeah. We do not do that. That does not exist anymore. For the for the record, I hate all these things. I hate deep fried again, shit. It wasn't a dig at you personally. It was Scotland sells these things regularly. This is standard. You might not like them, but clearly enough people do that it's standard. What they should sell is chocolate covered peanuts. I would buy the shit out of those. Yeah, those are called goobers. Yeah, yeah those all sells here. them. Every supermarket sells those. Nah, not the way I'm thinking. No, 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 no. Like, they, they, they every, don't. Ca- every supermarket it sells chocolate-covered peanuts, chocolate-covered raisins. They, they don't. They don't do it properly. It's not. It's not up to the standard of which I would like. I'll tell you what ones I do like though. Is the the crispy coated peanuts that have like sweet chili flavoring. Uh, sure. Those are really nice. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yogurt-coated peanuts are pretty good as well. Well, I've not yeah. tried those. So. Chocolate covered pretzels are a jam. Those are pretty good. I was going to say they have to be chocolate covered. I can't eat a regular pretzel without chocolate covered. Oh, no. No, I love I love me a pretzel from time to time. Uh, not not like, I mean, I, I like like a fresh pretzel. Like, yeah, are we talking about the bready pretzels or the, or yeah, the, no, kind of the biscuity the hard no, the, the, the ones? The hard snack ones. Because, no, if, if yeah. I've had a big like soft pretzel from like a stand, which has like yeah. just like warm like caramel like, over like, it or whatever like stanley yeah. on pretzel day yeah that's those are real good but no i'm talking about like the the chocolate covered pretzels and i'll sneak those in the movie theater and mix them with my popcorn oh mm. boy i get uh. that this this is why i go to the gym because <laughs> they eat like this yes despite all my talk i've barely touched anything like this uh at recent times yeah oh. <laughs> he will be tomorrow i got it all for you pete i i had a, I had a packet of skittles about a week ago and it was a delightful time because i hadn't had anything like that in a while i'm being good damn it i'm being good, good. Yeah, I'm doing it. uh <sighs> in, in other news yesterday for lunch i ate half of a uh I ate a half a bag of beef jerky and part of a uh, small bunt cake. So I, I I had beef jerky for the first time like two weeks okay. ago. I I am I am a fan. What what uh, flavor? Uh, I had a, I don't know, it was a regular one, and then I've got a bag of ribeye flavor. Okay, um, well, just smoked beef. Yeah, we uh, we stopped on our way to California. There's a place called Alien Jerky. They're like a famous stopover from the way to Vegas to LA, and they have the sweet and spicy flavor that oh man it's next level so i had that left over and i was like well might as well get rid of this so i love that matt started that with another news for lunch the other day (laughs) (laughs) as if it was completely unrelated (laughs) that's called a swerve I I honestly don't know if I should keep all this in or edit it out and put it on Patreon. I have no idea. We, we I, haven't even got to the news yet, and we're like fifteen minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
Oh man. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about what happened this week. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot, admittedly, but a couple of things popped up in the world. Um, so uh, Andrea Lima Arujo, uh, one of the artists who was on uh, the Millennium two-parter and was also on one of the other bendis books uh young justice he did uh some of young justice last last issue i think so yeah Uh, yep the stuff in bolivia yeah um well apparently he is working with bendis on a creator-owned book at dc under the jinx jinx world uh banner uh so we don't know what it is yet he just revealed that on twitter um and they're working on that together so uh who knows what i'll be so it's a young justice thing because it's under the jinx world well, actually, no, it doesn't well, no, that, to be. that's Wonder. Jinx World's yeah, you're the right, you're other right. stuff. Yeah, Jinx World's the, uh, just the Ben's so, creator and stuff. Yeah. 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 So the way I, I like, Ben just finds an artist and he's like, hey, we're doing a creator-owned book. And that writer's like, or that artist's like, hell yeah, we are. Because he did it, I think, with Sorrentino. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, of course, with this, uh, you know, with, with Maleev and all this, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, his arm is quite good. Uh, I blame Newsarama for my hiccup because I've got a photo of... Uh, the uh the stuff from young justice from last week mm-hmm. at the top probably um, just yeah. to show you this is his art yes yeah that that, that would be why I so agree. i mean it, it, it doesn't seem that unusual for them to do that i'd say it was unusual i'm just i'm just saying that that's why it was on my mind okay okay that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying oh, i'm gonna go get some donuts after this and you do that enjoy them not gonna lie, I like donuts enough that I'm sort of maybe willing to to risk it. <laughs> you, Connor, you should be, because you know nothing worth having is not without a, without wait. Nothing worth having's not wait. Never mind. I'm gonna say it's not worth not the pain. Nothing worth nothing worth having isn't worth a little nasty trip to pain. the toilet, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's my relationship with Taco Bell. I, mean, I know it's gonna happen, <laughs> but it's like, worth it. But it's worth it. <laughs> uh, next, that's something that actually came out of New York Comic Con uh, after we recorded last week. Uh, G. Willow Wilson, uh, obviously we knew she was she was leaving Wonder Woman for what she called the Dream Project, um, and that seemed to almost be a little bit of a wink, wink, because she's taking over the Dreaming in 2020 with artist Nick Robles. So uh, I think for us, uh, especially me and Matt, this is kind of like okay, well she's away in a world now that we're not going to look at, and okay, if, if it means something to her, then great. But obviously, yeah. we'd rather she's on Wonder Woman because you know what, with her style from that I, I know from Wonder Woman, it makes sense she'd go to, you know, that section of DC. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, but I think, um, what's interesting is I think she was mentioned. I don't know if it was in the panel. She was tweeting it. She was saying that since since she left Miss um, Marvel, she hasn't really felt like she's been on a Ray game. Uh, so obviously including Wonder Woman. Uh, but she says, you know, the, the first work she's kind of been doing for this feels like it's back, which kind of has me excited. If, if you know, the Wonder Woman stuff was not her best work, then okay, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and she's, uh, she's bringing back uh, Shakespeare as well, who was a, a character in, in the... Uh, Original Sandman run. Right back we Shakespeare, know who Shakespeare is. Who, yeah. wrote, who, who wrote a bunch of plays we, back in like the yeah, 1500s. Yeah, we all took an English was, class. We know about sonnets <laughs> and iambic pentameter. It's fine. My point was there was a whole bit with Shakespeare in the Sandman run that was really great. Uh, so it's interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, you know that. what, Matt? People make a big deal about Shakespeare and uh, Sandman, but it was much ado about nothing. Yeah, King Lear. <laughs> 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 they had this really relatively sophisticated joke there. <laughs> I was just like, hey, I know Shakespeare titles too. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, 
does Shakespeare say when he sees his friend across the street? He goes, Othello! <laughs> Uh, Othello. Oh, that, that one's not as good. Should have quit while you're ahead. That was alright. That was a. Right. You should have saved that one for the twelfth night. <laughs> uh, I'm just remembering the stuff I had to read in college. Oh dear. Um, so that's that. And uh, just a quick thing here. Uh, DC has informed everyone that Batman Last Night on Earth issue three has been pushed back five weeks. Uh, to December 18th. Uh, it was meant to come out on November 13th. So, And the interesting thing there, too, is Snyder and Capullo both said that it's getting extra size, but it's not going up in price. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be 54 pages, which yeah, is and it's, huge. Yep, and it's still the same what they yeah, got it for. Which so, is what it always was. Yeah, so, yep. so, yeah, it's a $6 book, and I think, it, what was it before? Like 40 pages? 48? I think so, yeah. Somewhere? 40. Hmm. Uh, and now it's going to be 54 for this issue. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I get yeah, it. Said t- the two, that was one of the reasons it was pushed back, obviously, you know, the, okay, extra work, but also the, the, the pair of them did some work on Spawn 300, uh, and they were helping out on that, so that kind of gotcha. took away some time. Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> spawn. Well, why is Sean Connery saying Spawn all of a sudden? Uh, it comes from a podcast I used to listen to. When anybody would say spawn, they'd say it's super long and drawn out. <laughs> so, what's your favorite comic book, Mister Cottery? Spawn. 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 <laughs> Get out of here before I punch you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will see you tomorrow, Mister Cottery, about tennish. Tennish. I don't even have a racket. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I like that joke. <laughs> Uh, I've heard it like too many times before. Yeah, I just, I just like Pete doing an affected Scottish accent. He already, he already has one. Yeah, you know, so he puts on an extra one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a hat on a hat, and the, I'm a sucker for that. The, does it? I mean, can you tell him do a different thing? Does it? Does it get more? Yeah. Yeah. No, Sean Connery's a distinct voice. Just yeah. like, you know, that'll be like me doing a John Kennedy voice, like Mish Money Penny. <laughs> so like, it's its own thing. Uh, Pushy galore met me at the the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for for those Uh, of you who are too young to know that, there was a character in James Bond called Pussy Galore. That was a thing. Uh, I'm not. There's a whole movie called Octopussy. The (laughs) one. Yeah. Like. I I think that's 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 when the people who make the porn parodies have a hard time. Is when the title's already erotic. Where do you even go from Uh, there? It's already dirty. Well, what am I doing now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay. So, yeah, that was basically the news. Not, not a whole lot uh, to go on. Although, I, I got a few of the little bits. Yeah, Connor's got some rumors that are actually quite interesting. No, no, even before we get to the okay. rumors, I've oh. got some actual news. Uh, first up, uh, Batman 81, which I think is next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just going to be Romita Jr. We're getting oh, at good. least some pages from Gerrard's as well. Whiplash, whiplash. It's, yeah, it's... I don't know how I don't know how many pages, but he's now credited as some work on that issue, which is immediately better. I mean, it's going to be like it's, I, I can't even imagine going turning the page, going from one to the other. Yeah, that's that's baffling. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, exciting, it, it, even if it, just because, well, the less remit the better. 
Um, and the other one is actually a bit bigger. Uh, this came out of the horror panel that was uh, at, at Comic Con last week. Um, so we had Joe Hill there, you know, talking about his you know line of Hill House books, mm-hmm. and it seemed like he announced another one. Although I, oh, I didn't sure. realize it was an announcement at first. Uh, it's called Plunge. Um, it, he said, it, you know, it's, it's, it's what Con- be... it's what Connor needs after he's had some donuts and went in the bathroom. <laughs> 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 yeah, how's it going? He's on his game today. He is. He is. That. Yeah, that, uh, when he gets more sleep, he he ends up working out better. Weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Hill told the crowd it was actually going to be his riff on uh, Carpenter's The Thing, uh, which is already pretty exciting. I feel like we heard about this though. Uh, maybe I, I'm seeing it as announced as a as a thing that we didn't know about. But then here's the thing. Uh, definitely completely new news is the artist on this is going to be uh Stuart Immonen. Uh, oh yeah, sign me who, up who already. Who, who apparently kind of retired. You know, it, it was yeah. like a 2018, early 2018, I think he kind of retired where he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm done now. Uh he was on whatever big issue of Spider-Man it was, was his last one. Well the last last thing I remember reading from him was when Bendis was on X-Men and he was doing one of the X titles. Yeah, they're all new. I think he's doing all new, mm. which is the the that time one, right. and it was great. And then he just kind of fell off. So you know, so, oh, that's exciting. You know, I like re- him in it. Retirements in comics are starting to seem like a lot like retirements in wrestling. They mean absolutely nothing. True. So we'll go on to books then, finally. And you mm-hmm. didn't hear it there, but there was about ten minutes of wrestling talk, which will be on Patreon <laughs> in the next uh, day or two, uh, for those True. who care. So, Connor, Connor's disappeared for a second because uh, we're doing a couple of books that he's not on to begin with. Uh, Event uh, Leviathan, issue five, to kick off with Brian Michael Bender's writing with Alex Maleev on the art. And Lois has went to her second team of investigators and they have basically ruled out all of the prime suspects. And it's not Talia, it's not Batgirl, it's not Waller, it's not Bones, it's not Trevor, it's none of them. It's not Max Lord, despite that's who the internet is favoring, mm-hmm. which that line killed me. This is the first thing I read on Wednesday morning. <laughs> and I got to that line. I started laughing like a maniac because it's like, Bendis, you, you guy, you. Uh, because he knew what he was going to do by the end of this issue with the tease of who Leviathan is. Mm. So as he's ruling out these other ones, you're like, well, are they sure? Because then they get to the, the point where they tell Lois that, the person that's most suspect is Sam Lane himself, mm. which she's almost in denial about because she's like, well, no, he was attacked and they bring up. There's like, well, if someone's going to be down with what Leviathan's doing, it's going to be dear old dad. Yeah. I mean, they open a portal to go see him um, yep. and then obviously end up fighting off some, uh, some bad guys. Oh, it's worth mentioning that before they go, uh, Batman and Co were listening to this other group's conversation, and Lois knew they were, and Batman knew she knew she knew they were. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just to get that convoluted uh, bit of uh, uh, logic yep. out there, but um, he... I also love Bullock being impressed that she stole one of the Batmobiles. Yeah, I thought that was, that was pretty great. Um, yeah, and Constantine yeah. wants to steal it now. He yep. it. I'll stay with the car. I'll I'll, I'll take. It. I mean, yep. I'll I'll steal it. Um, but they go to see uh, Sam Lane, um, and it's because there's a nice touch where Lois tries to talk to Superman, but Superman's off planet. Yep. We saw him leave last issue, and with uh, Plastic Man. With Plastic Man, indeed. And they go to uh, Sam Lane, and Sam basically, 
you know, he says that, you know, the reason why they think it's me is because he, because he actually thinks the Leviathan is right. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he does agree with the general sentiment. Um, but it's this kind of thing. So, you know, the art here is so good. It's so moody. There's all these blues and yep. greens. And it feels like, again, we're in this kind of shadowy, you know, conspiracy going on. And then a Leviathan member shows up. I love how we revealed these helmets just recently. And all of a sudden, like, there's like three books this week that all have characters yeah. popping up with this look in it. Wearing them. Yep, yep. Yeah. Nice, nice bit of a cohesive, uh, you know, universe storytelling there, yeah. Um, so, you know, so they all sort of rush out because uh, chaos is happening, and then Lois ends up with Sam Lane uh, with her father just in the mountains somewhere, uh, just holding yeah. them as he seems to be dying. I mean, it seems like Sam Lane might be gone. Yeah, because yeah, there's going something about the snowman ticket, which I still don't know what that is because it never was mm. explained. But that's that's what's going on here. Because uh, yeah. it looks like he's saying it's all, it's all in the snowman's ticket. Look for the snowman's ticket. All of it for you. I left it only for you. So yeah, um, and I think one of the things that really works with the the the, the art here, especially the coloring, is you know we go from the, the like I say the blues and the greens of this dark mm-hmm. shadowy world. When she's alone with her father on the mountain, it's all of a sudden a very natural earth tone kind of you know very drab. Yeah, um, it feels more yeah. natural as as is what I would mm-hmm. say. Um, so her crying in the snow just, uh, you know, it really hits because it's, it's, it's a pretty much silent page. There's, there's one little box at the bottom that leads into the next page but from Lois and, and Sam themselves, there's no dialogue, there's no narration, it's just right. the moment. Uh, so that's really good. Uh, Superman with Plastic Man are inside some technology, it's, it's like a bubble, this technology that was designed. Yep. Uh, originally to uh, encase John Kent became trouble during his uh, pubescent years. <laughs> That was that, mm-hmm. that was a whole case, thing. Uh, yeah, in case human or his puberty took the wrong turn. Yeah, being Kryptonian. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and Leviathan's trying to use this as a way, like, hey, like, you know, doesn't that just confirm everything we've ever said that they're a bunch of untrustworthy people and uh, the world needs to be fixed and you have to like just let us do our thing because he says that the plan was that you'd be off world the whole time and you'd come back to things already having changed. And you'd just sort of go along with it, but of course, you know, true to your reputation, you you got here much quicker. But what I, what I liked about this is this idea: is like, I'm going to tell you something no one's ever told you, Superman. Not all of this is your responsibility. You can let us fix this. You can just protect the world after we're done, because we're not here mm-hmm. to destroy it. Um, and Superman's not really accepting this. He's not really, you know, just you know, buying what he's selling is is the exact phrase I think he he uses at one point. Um, yep. But no, I, I I like this. I like this uh, build to like who this is, what the motivations of Leviathan are, and we you know we cut between this and uh, in the as Billick points out the the Bat Van, um, mm-hmm. and they're debating with who this is, and it all builds up to this kind of thing where Damien starts to consider something. He's like, "Hey, Manhunter, mm-hmm. you weren't the first Manhunter. That stick you've got, yep. that Manhunter tech. Like, who else has used that? Who else has got access to that?" Uh, and is this how they're, they're in, in some ways keeping tabs on what's going on kind of thing and it's as this yep. is happening uh, the scene with Superman and, and, and Leviathan is building up as he's like I know everything and Superman's like hey I'm leaving now if anyone wants to come with me this is where you can come you, this is where you can leave um, and Leviathan's like this is not a mask you, you think I'm wearing a mask but it's not and he starts to unmask the, the mask starts to open up and we see Superman's reaction he says you you know, it's like, you know that uh-huh. that classic shock of like you, but we don't get to see who it is yet. We don't get to see who uh-huh. it is, 
But we do obviously have this strong implication that it may actually be a previous Manhunter. It's someone that that has a background in the DCU who's, you know, Superman might have ran into, right? Because once that mask comes off, he recognizes the face. Um, so, do we want to talk about who it is, or do you want to get to the end of the issue first? I'll just I'll, think I'll, it is. I'll just say the end of the issue is uh, the Bat Van gets hit by a rocket, and it's Talia who's yeah. like, "I'm here to save the world," uh, but in a very Talia esque, I don't care about things way. So. Oh yeah, she is. She is. I can't. I couldn't run. Shut the door. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't find the cat. I want to make sure she didn't go out, sing out the back door. Okay. She's she's here. Anyways, uh, yeah. So it's it's. Talia and uh, and and good old silencer. Yeah, yeah, old old honor. Um, yeah, it's which, which is cool. Which is a nice little uh, reveal at the end, actually. Um, but yeah, as far as I mean, do you have like a solid guess as to who this is? Yeah. So me and a friend of the show, talking Superman, got talking about this on Wednesday, and because uh, we both, uh, as soon as we read this, dove right into the internet research of the Manhunters. Uh, and there's a list. Let me pull up the list of them. And you had to go through like the history of Manhunter. Manhunter's been around for as long as DC's been around. That that name has been popping up since you know almost as long as Superman. Um, so there was a lot of suspects, but one of the primary people that wore it before Kate Spencer was a character named Mark Shaw who was part of this almost cult around a Manhunter droid, like from the Guardians of the Galaxy. And his whole thing was he wanted to clear the world of corruption. And if that meant taking out superheroes at that, then it was fine. So he was never like a a bad guy. He was almost an anti-hero in that. And so basically that's how Kate takes over is from this Mark Shaw character. Now, with Mark Shaw and these other ones, there's also cloning and and lookalike droids, and it's all very um, – it gets very convoluted as DC continuity does go. So I don't know how much Bendis is going to go into this. But if you go back to the last issue, Talking Superman pointed me in the direction of a panel from there when Batgirl's trying to break through. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it looks like she's saying, it it's it looks like it's cutting out is MRK, right? So like Mark, mm-hmm. and then SW. So yeah, is that Bendis leaving breadcrumbs? Is that him getting ready for the swerve? Because he could very well clear us. Yeah, because part, part, part of me is thinking that it being a Manhunter is too obvious now. I feel like the swerve here is going to be that it's not actually one of the, the Manhunters themselves. See, I think it is going to be, and I think... I think that so we talked about that timeline that came out of uh, Comic Con last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, last last, last week. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I'm starting to wonder if this isn't going to have to do with that because again, Manhunter's been a character that's been around since the Golden Age here. Uh, January 1941, Adventure Comics 58 is when a character named Paul Kirk, but he was more of a, a private investigator. Uh, and whatnot. And then in Venture Comics 73, they established a new Manhunter. Uh, that was Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal. Um, but then in the 70s, they brought him back, and that's where you had... Uh, he's kind of the anti-Batman. So I don't think it's this 
version of him, um, where he kind of looked like he was wearing a samurai garb. It's very weird. But he was basically, uh, he carried weapons and, like, shurikens and stuff. And he was supposed to be the Batman, but if Batman used blade weapons, I mean, it was the 70s. Um, but that was a character, that was the one that had the, the, the council that I was talking about where he wanted to use, uh, save the human race from dangers such as nuclear war, pollution, overpopulation. And that seems very much in line with Leviathan, right? Like they're basically trying to save the world from itself. Yeah, no, it does. Um, it does. I Right? Yeah. So then that's where you get to Mark Shaw, and he was a public defender, a lot like Kate Spencer's a district attorney, right? Uh, and he was unhappy with how easily criminals man, uh, manipulated the system to get off without punishment. Again, uh, that feels like uh, Leviathan. You look at the mask for Manhunter uh, of, of this era, it's very similar to the Leviathan mask. Uh, and the mass that the Leviathan characters are using. Um, Don't get me wrong, I am not shocked if yeah. Bendis is pulling from this sort of stuff, because yeah. it's, it's, it feels and very bendis to do so. So this led to a whole discussion, too, this week. Well, I don't know if this led to it or if it was X-Men, about continuity in comics. And there, there, there's groups of people out there that think continuity is stupid. But, you know, me being the resident continuity wonk, I, I'm a fan of it. I like when stuff that has happened in the past... You know, and you can retcon it. You can use it as you want. It's why I love, you know, Jeff Johns so much. This feels very Jeff Johnsy, of Bendis. Um, so if if this turns out being this Mark Shaw, you know, well, on the timeline, there on the timeline stuff, there's rumors apparently about because uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're split into four. The timeline they put up, they're, yeah. they're split into these four yeah. phases. Apparently, there's there's rumors that the DC's planning to enter a fifth phase. Uh, by the end of next year, which um, yeah. honestly sounds quite plausible. I mean, there's a whole lot of like a sort of sub rumors into that about like who's going to be Batman, yeah. who's going to be Wonder Woman, so on and so on. Um, but like the actual the core idea of them introducing this phase system and saying here's the continuity timeline because they're planning on a new section of it actually sounds quite plausible to me. Um, well, I'm wondering if too if that is what this whole idea of of the new Batman too, mm. if that's where that's spinning out of. Is like this is a Batman in the future in this new phase, and it can run concurrent with what stuff going on right now, you know. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm definitely in the Mark Shaw camp of of who it is because of, of everything that checks out and uh-huh. I mean, the similarities between Shaw and Spencer. Of course, he'd set her up as a as a patsy. Yeah, I, I can't so, I can't argue with the slithing here. Um, the details all make sense. Yep. Uh, part of me is just expecting a swerve, though, just because it's at this point. Me too. Bendis is shouting at it. You know, he's shouting at you. He hates this guy, um, yeah. which makes me think but that there'll be again, a, a swerve in the final with issue. How, well, and with how convoluted the Manhunter thing is, it could be any of them. It might not be Mark Shaw, right? It could be one from the past or whatever. But yeah. I definitely feel like I was expecting a checkmate thing, you know, and turns out none of them have anything to do with checkmate. So there went that that theory out the window, um, but but yeah, the um, movie Leviathan was real good, and not just because it set me off of this <laughs> on this wild goose hunt of Mark Shaw. And no, I mean the stuff with the, Lo- you know, the stuff with Lois and Sam was really uh, emotional. That was good stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, Lois's doubt. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and 
not wanting to believe that his our father had anything to do with it, um, and mm-hmm. then kind of the, what seems to be his death, or at least very close to, uh, really good stuff. Um, so and Superman's conversation with Leviathan, I also found very enjoyable, uh, mainly mm-hmm. because again, it, it was this ideological thing where, I you know, it did feel like Leviathan was saying, "Hey, like we're not here to like destroy you or fight you or or take over the world. We're here to fix it." And then you know you can go back to being Superman immediately after. Like it felt like a different pitch than normal than the villains would normally yeah. t- give or or take, uh, right. which I like. So now, well, I, and I also like there was a line here, scene right right before it gets to you know them, uh, right before the the thing crashes the the bat van, that Damien's like, well, it's somebody we know, and Batman's like, well, no, it's someone with access to intel that's different hmm. right and then it, that you put that up against with superman going you so clearly it's a bit of both right it's someone that superman knows oh uh, yeah but it's also someone with access to intel well here's a, here's, a, well, here's a question though what if superman only knows who it is because of the timeline he's from right because be- because um there was something else this week about uh or maybe it was last week about someone having memories from a certain timeline because they believe, you know, mm-hmm. they remember pre-Flashpoint. That, and was, that was Lois. That was Lois. That was Lois, uh, you're right, with, yeah. Uh, uh, with Rucka, that's what, I mean, that's what, what set me on yeah, checkmate. Yeah. Um, so, it wouldn't shock me if the only reason why Superman knows who this is is because of what timeline they're from. If this is someone who's not actually been a part of Flashpoint's, you know, that that part of the, yeah. the phase, if you will. Um which is interesting that we're playing more and more with that kind of stuff. Like, I almost think that after a couple of years of Rebirth, where the, the word Rebirth kind of died down and it felt like Doomsday Clock was being treated separately, that I think we almost expected them to kind of stop teasing pre-Flashpoint stuff, but it kind of feels like recently, mm-hmm. now they're very much embracing the idea that, you know, okay, that did happen in some capacity, even if a lot of the characters don't remember it. It, right. it feels more intertwined with current continuity than I think I was expecting, given how they seem to be distancing themselves from the idea of rebirth. I'm not right. complaining, though. I'm, I'm not complaining about any of this. This I'm nope, glad it, they're either. doing this. So. Well, and if and if Doomsday Clock's lasting image or lasting thing that it brings is the metaverse, that that the idea of the metaverse is what would lead way to this differing timeline things, you know, like like stuff that happens that changes our world, changes theirs and whatnot, like. Um, I, I'm okay with that too. I know that wasn't the original ten of Doomsday Clock, but we're so far past that line that you know I'm very excited for all of this though. Like again, I'm the continuity wonk. I want to see how the pieces fit together. Now, and I, I do get the feeling that whatever Bendis is doing in Event Leviathan is more about setting up future stuff than it is about just having a mm-hmm. complete story right here and now. So. I am looking forward to whatever that may be, and whatever this this identity of Leviathan and what it leads to, because I feel like yeah, it's probably going to lead to an actual proper event at some point, or at the very least, uh, something either in you know action or his legion or something like. It's going yeah. somewhere. I I don't think it's just ending completely with issue six of Event Leviathan, as uh as what I'm saying. Uh, but of course the art was gorgeous. I mentioned a few things about the coloring, but uh, the art obviously Melieve is fantastic through and through. Really, yeah. really not a negative word to say. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm um, yeah, this one a nine. I, I really enjoyed a lot what that was going on. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that, to be honest. I'll give it a nine out of ten as well. Um, 
Uh, it, it built the intrigue and the build to the, the reveal, even though we didn't get the reveal itself, but the build to Superman seeing who it was uh, felt really nice mm-hmm. intercut with Damien's uh, kind of realisation in the car. So, no, very, very good. Uh, so that'll take us on to Superman issue 16. Brian Michael Bendis again writing with David uh, Lafayette on the art. Uh, this is the return of the Super Sons. This is John coming to see Damien mm-hmm. and Damien freaking out because John is now like 18 or whatever he is. Wait. <laughs> which since since john came back this is what i've been waiting for and it's out just as i thought it would damien does not disappoint mm-hmm. um i will say my my negative for this is the art i'm just not a fan of it it's not bad it's just not my thing it's overly cartoony it almost has a manga style to it mm. um and i'm just not digging it the proportions seem to be out of whack throughout the whole issue so, and if, and if people like it, I get it. It's just not for me. I feel like it's, so. it's actually a lot closer to what Super Suns typically look like. Than, it's not, I mean, it's not the exact art that they had, but it's no. definitely and closer. I, and I get them trying that, but I just, it wasn't the same as, as what I was getting in Super Suns. Or even with, um, with uh, what's his name from Young Justice? And then he left. Tim's, or, I mean. Not, not Tim's, uh, Gleason. Hmm. You know, I, I get how it's kind of going for that vibe, but it's just, yeah. I did not enjoy. Um, it's a very consistent, confident art style. Um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. just maybe just a bit stylized, depending on what, what your taste is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Damien throws batarangs at him when he first shows up and they sort of yep. ting off of his head because he's not really believing. Uh, Con- yeah. uh, not Connor, sorry, John. Uh, repeatedly. Yeah. Repeatedly has to kind of repeat the phrase where he's like, uh, my, I went with my grandfather, I got stuck in space, but mm-hmm. now I'm back. <laughs> I'm back here. <laughs> got trapped on an evil earth with a vol- in a volcano prison. That's what kind of snaps. Damn, wait, wait, a volcano prison? Yeah. Like, uh, that was uh, pretty fun. Yeah, there's a page where he hugs Damien and Damien's like a foot off the ground. You know, he's like picked yeah. up um, and it really kind of sets this stuff up. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they go off and they... they get some food damien jokes and says hey maybe maybe you should go and get me some beer or something and he's like you don't drink he's like yeah but i feel like we should take advantage of this <laughs> yeah when the funny thing about that is i'm like i'm pretty sure damien being damien could get whatever he wants if he really wanted yeah. booze damien wayne could get booze <laughs> yeah well also in the beginning he's fighting leviathan mm. yeah he uh, is which he won't call because that's that's not you that that's a family name you don't get to use that so i'm gonna call you guys a bunch of goons but they're wearing the same mask that Pete was talking about in the last one. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, um, and those, then they uh, teleport out. That's where John shows up. Those almost Roman-looking helmets they've got going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I like the idea that John, to avoid littering, just incinerates his uh, garbage yep. with his heat vision. <laughs> yep. I like that, too. Interesting touch. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so, so they bond. Oh, and, Matt, and they Matt, go and they... Matt, Mike. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah. John explains to him that he's been invited to the Legion of Superheroes. And what's funny is that it's kind of Damien who convinces him to go that yeah. he would want it's to like go. college. Yeah. Um, so, there is something to be said here that if you felt like it was going to ignore, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of the John and Damien relationship from the rebirth era of, uh, yep. of the books, it, it does kind of feel like Bendis has given him the one important facet where it's, it's Damien who kind of convinces him that he should go and go and you know have adventures with the legion and 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 do whatever um i will say i think the art style uh 
for like say the fortress looks quite good you know that that mm-hmm. page where they where he's, he's coming out of the fortress that looks quite nice yeah yeah it does uh just real quick too so as they're going out on their you know adventures for the night it looks like they take out the joker or joker the riddler they save a bunch of cats from a burning building uh looks like a plane was in trouble uh they fight kite man so he's he's there and then at the bottom i felt a little disrespected as a fan of secret six where it it's Catman, the Catman that we know from Secret Six, and as they're taking out his car, Catman is crying, and Aww. yeah, I just take umbrage with this because Catman's awesome. So, anyway, yeah, Bendis, what are you doing, man? So, Saturn Girl shows up, mm. and is like, "Hey, John, have you decided yet?" And kind of shows him what the future's like using some of her powers. Yep. And then says, hey, with this ring, you can come back anytime you want. And he's like, okay, then, let's go. So, yeah, the, the end of the book is essentially going to the future. This is him leaving yep. to go to the Legion. Although, there's the nice little, little, just little hint of a secret at the end um, where Superman already has a Legion. I don't know if it's quite a ring. It's just like a disc. But um, yeah. uh, maybe implying that, you know, he does actually have a history with the Legion of Superheroes in a different yeah. timeline or... Um, because it's not this Legion. This Legion is not dealt with Superman uh, in, in the way that... Well, isn't that the one that they, they gave him? Because they gave it to um, Superman to call him back at any time. Oh, did they? That's Yeah, that's what I got from it. Because it's like a disc. Not oh, so you're right. Yeah, she yeah, gives it to him. All right, never mind then. I, yeah. I, I thought John took that with him and then the one Superman had uh, was one that he already had. Because uh, he says you'll come home for special occasions and he's like, I might be back in 10 minutes. Because you know? I thought that, and then it said next time the secret. Yeah. And I. Yeah. Okay, oh, never mind. That's just how I took it. Was that it was the one because she she gives it to him in that box. No, no it, it makes it. You're kind probably of right. Hard to see whose hand that is. I'm trying to see what. No, because John has different gloves. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. No, but the issue is uh, a nice little send off for John. Mm-hmm. Um. And and Damien's friendship. Uh. Like I said, the art is very cartoony in places. Like Superman, especially when he shows up at the fortress, has this really bulky kind of yeah. look to him. Yeah, very Wolverine esque when like Joe Madeira would would draw him. Mm. You know, like a, he's got this width to him. You know, but but yeah, but no. Otherwise, it was just a pretty fun, you know, beat. Especially after everything that we've had in Superman. Not necessarily that it's been heavy, but just the stuff of the United Planets and. You know, spacefaring and and all of that stuff. It was a nice little downshift to John and Damien's relationship, and you know, it's it's not being not that it was being ignored, but now it's finally been addressed, so we can get them on to other things here. Yeah, it's a sort of issue that it'll, it'll be in the probably the first Legion trade rather than mm-hmm. whatever Superman trade's coming out because it yeah. just kind of sets up into that nicely. Uh, so no. Uh, maybe I'm both even. That's just a yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, Superman 16. What are you giving it? I'm going to give this one a 8. Mostly because of the art. That's why it's not higher, you mean? Yeah, that's why it's not harder. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will go... Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with 7.5. I, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I, like the, I like the John Damien beat, so yeah, it's pretty solid. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue A. Uh, G. Willow Wilson writing with Tom Derenick and Jesus Marino on the art. And the continuation of 
I I miss when this book had like Zermanico and uh, Kerry Nord on the art. Uh, yep. Continues. Because yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the worst art in the world, but it's like so just serviceable. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is as well? So much of this issue is uh, reaction shots. Mm-hmm. Just you know, watching the characters, they're not you know they're not a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and feel this art just can't deliver that which kind of really drags the issue down considerably for me yeah yeah nah there's some there's some weird faces at times there's body proportions are a bit it's very 90s in some ways and sometimes that can work for me but it's, it's just a little bit 90s yep. and a kind of off way i thought the same thing this felt like a 90s book yeah. i think that would be a, i'd be more okay with that if that had been the style of the book as a whole but yeah it hasn't, it hasn't been yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, Wonder Woman gets the uh, the 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 serum. The, serum. I wouldn't call it a serum because it's not for a person or a, uh, a living object. It's vial of gunk. Is a, yeah, a a solution, uh, and more yeah. ways than one for uh, the the sword, the God Killer sword that Cheetahs run around with. Um, and you know, and. Like it, it does do a bit of setup here where Wonder Woman's just kind of like narrating over, like showing where all the characters are. You know, Steve's in an airport, uh, Kale's working on the serum, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, "No, I need to suit up and go after Cheetah now that I've got the serum." Um, once she actually goes out after Cheetah, I typically like what the issue's doing plot wise. You know, it's, it's Cheetah just walking down like a an abandoned street with just some looters who she ends up like mm-hmm. killing one of, uh, before Wonder Woman jumps in and like the fight ensues. Um, the the feeling of that the, and the feeling of like okay like you know hope seems to be kind of oddly lost and it's just like chaos has happened and well not even chaos this is this is the this is the sad cam after the chaos where it just looks like a you know a war zone has has been here yeah I I kind of like that idea uh, in general what's happening there uh, but there's a lot of like you know the big full page spread for example where you know Cheetah disappears for a little bit and then in the page where she comes back and it's this big full page spread of Cheetah lunging out from up above towards Wonder Woman. Like, that's one of those ones where, like, I'm just, I'm thinking of how a better artist would, like, draw that and, and how, like, Cheetah might look like she's, like, sneaking out of the shadows well, or... I, I think Wonder Woman looks okay on that page. Mm. Uh, yeah. But Cheetah, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel exciting. Uh, it feels like a very just serviceable uh, fight scene, unfortunately. Because I, I really like typically what's happening in it, but it's just not visually that as interesting. Um... Unfortunately, though, for Wonder Woman, uh, this was all a trick by Kale. Kale has double-crossed her. The serum, instead of making the sword unusable for Cheetah, uh, starts to, like, supercharge. And it's a really great thing here. As, uh, you know, she's explaining that she lied and that uh, Kale's betrayed her, you actually see Kale just, like, you know, with a glass of wine on the balcony, just looking yeah. like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> like, you know, whatever, whatever's inspired her to do this, probably Alex Luthor, uh, given the, all the talk about... Uh, you know, you're the villain and doomed. And I whatever. I really hope it's not anything to do with Lex. Kale yeah. going, yeah, oh, sure, yeah, I'll play along with Lex's idea. Really undermines Kale a lot. I think it does. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I also, I also thought curse you and your seven sudden but inevitable betrayal. Because <laughs> uh-huh. if we thought, you know, yeah, yes. Which when when is Wilson's last issue? End of the arc, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think. Some, it's, it's either the next one or the one messy. after, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's because she's kind of ending her run kind of Yeah, quickly. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, how many issues do we have for her to try to stick this landing? Um, 
Yeah, I, I feel but, like yeah. I feel like we're rushing an ending here where mm-hmm. uh, it probably wouldn't be ending otherwise. Uh, Cheetah, the last page is just she feels spread a Cheetah like just covered. It's almost like she's in the Speed Force, so just lightning around yeah. her. Yeah, uh, and she's got this sword, which I, I like. Back in the you know pre like in the mid two thousands days, they would try to partner Cheetah up with like Zoom mm. and and things because of the whole speed aspect, and she wasn't quite a Speed Force user. But yeah. I always like that idea. And here I got vibes of that with the, the lightning. I just, uh, I just checked. We've only got one issue left. Uh, so, yeah. Issue. Okay. And then we'll um, all try one issue of Orlando and then probably not read <laughs> any more of it. Well, let's see how busy the week is when it comes out uh, yeah. first. All right. All right. Okay. Well, you know, if, if it's coming out alongside a bunch of the new books that I'm more interested in trying, you know, and I, I, I know where my time is being spent. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's like a Hill House book or Wonder Woman by Orlando. <laughs> What's so funny is Orlando has such a good reputation elsewhere on the internet. For some reason, we we are the the weird three of us that all kind of agree that well, we don't we, like him. We mostly like Supergirl. True. Right? That was good. It's just so far the stuff of his that we read, we just aren't a fan of. And you know, taste is subjective. Mm-hmm. We so... liked uh, we liked Night of the Monster Man. Yeah. True. True. So uh, that was a while ago now. That, that yeah. was so early, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like issue seven and eight of Batman. Like that, that was yeah. a long ass time ago. So I don't even know. Yeah, so that was just kind of basic and rough. The plot is fairly simple. I actually don't mind the plot. It's, I don't. It's I, fine. It's nothing special. It it really does feel like yeah, okay, we just need to wrap this up. Yep. That's yeah. why I was asking how many issues is left because it definitely feels like. All the momentum has screeched to a halt. Yeah, and it's just like, been. It's, Aphrodite got killed, and that was it. It's just, it's just been this arc. It's just been since that death. It's mm-hmm. the, everything yeah. up until then was really solid. So, uh, I think it is just kind of this rush ending before the new writer comes on board. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, okay. I mean, I think that'll do. We we give it a. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a six point five. Connor, uh, just regular six from me. Yeah, I'll also give it a six. So there you go. That's Wonder Woman. But that takes on to the Flash issue 80, Joshua Wilmson writing with Scott Collins on the art. Um, and this issue uh, obviously zooms back in play and he's got Steadfast captured. And Barry and Iris are working together again, uh, trying to figure out where they can find uh, Zoom. And, you know, again, this kind of brings up previous timeline stuff where we kind of get Zoom's, like, you know, Jeff John's origin kind of hinted at. And this is where I'm trying to figure out how Barry was Barry gone right (laughs) because zoom only works if Barry's not there well no he did he did in the original timeline which is what zoom's from I know that's what I'm saying like but the way that Barry's recounting everything is like he was it was like it was first hand for him yeah and that's what I'm trying like how does Barry know Hunter Solomon because that that was Wally that knew him and so yeah, like, was Barry gone for a little bit? Because I always like the idea of, of Barry, quote, retiring and going to the future, and that's where you get impulse and whatnot in that timeline. So, um, but yeah, there's this confusion here. But I think that was the point. Like, I'm not going to knock Williamson for that because yeah. I feel like it's supposed to give you the sense, like, what the hell? 
Zoom? Like, how does this work? Yeah, uh, you got the younger Flashies uh, going after the rogues yeah. at Iron Heights, so they're kind of spying on them. Can't use their powers though. You know what? The the Black Flash to show up, so yeah. they got to shimmy down a shimmy down a rope, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, actually, do we ever find out the fingerprints that uh, no. Barry and I was saving that? Yeah, they, they, they teased that. So yeah, so basically, this gun that was used uh, to the yeah. uh, to, for clown because they, they tell a story about how Zoom um, made a mistake True. and this this clown serial killer, yeah. you know, ended up killing people because he said so, that this he said that this clown's mo was not to use a gun, but he was wrong. But Barry says that hey, now given the evidence, I'd have agreed with that. But of yeah, course, some people died. So. They find this gun and they, they pull some fingerprints off of it, and they but they run it, and even though they never found anything before, uh, they they run it against it in the, the the Justice League's database, the, which is obviously way yeah. better. Yeah, the Justice right. League's database has you know obviously more stuff, probably from multiple timelines and multiple Earths, and and maybe some futures and stuff. Yes, yeah, uh, and we get this reaction thing, just kind of like Superman and Event Leviathan, where both yeah. uh, uh, Barry and Iris sort of look at it all eyes wide, like uh, we have to go find Zoom right now. Oh dear, like <laughs> something bad. It's it's Thon, right? Like, it's definitely Thon. Because this is the um, parallel that I got from this. So Sure. That, those, that would be quite funny, actually. Right? In a so, good way. For, for those that don't know, Zoom's origin is his dad killed his mom, um, which led him to becoming a criminal profiler. And then all the stuff that Pete just talked about, that his mentor, he ends up falling in love with his mentor's daughter. And then uh, for the FBI, and then they go into the house where he was like, oh, no, it doesn't fit the profile. His basically his father-in-law gets shot and killed, which you know leads to problems for him down the line. He ends up becoming Zoom after an accident where he tries to rewrite time uh, by using cosmic treadmill, mm-hmm. and it backfires. And it and you know he was never a Speed Force user. He was outside of time, and it gave it the appearance of speed. Um, so you start looking up at the parallels of Barry's right uh, of John's when he retconned Barry's origin to add the death of the mother which we all know was Thawne at this point now via Flash Rebirth. So it makes me wonder if if Thawne also orchestrated Zooms as, as, you know, almost trying to create a dark berry so that would necessitate Zoom in the future. You know, if that makes any sense. It does, yeah. yeah that would no, be a nice dark irony to it. I can yeah. see it. Obviously, Barry shows up in the nick of time before Zoom uh, kills Steadfast, and we get a whole fight playing out. Uh, with them, steadfast tries to stop the fight by using his powers, but Zoom has been kind of I don't know practicing Wait or that. yeah. Wait for it, yeah. Yeah, because him using his powers means that he can go in. Because what he's been trying to do is take his powers. He wants because he's already taken yeah. the strength force from you know whoever. He's now coming in and he he basically grabs them, takes his uh, still force power, and now he's hoping to get all of them so he can create what was it the forever, the forever force. force. Yes, uh, and, and this is where we get yeah. um all these like panels of like, the, the previous timeline of, you know, him and the, the treadmill and yeah. so on and so on. I, I, forgot, I like so, that bit in theory, but oh, yeah. the forever force. I, so, and I read the, all the stuff. I reread this stuff last summer. So it's fresh. I forgot the reason he was in the wheelchairs because Grodd got out and just trashed I, I, him. I remember that because it was, it was basically the nightfall yeah. thing with breaking the back, but yeah. it was, it was Grodd and, <laughs> and, and I, Solomon. I spaced <laughs> on that and I got a, like a dark humor like oh shit yeah i forgot um because he blamed yeah, flash right he, he, he blamed flash for not yeah. being there and, well, and he said that if barry was a better hero none of this would have happened or barry while he was a Wally, better hero yeah. none of this would have happened so that was his thing he even talks about this like 
I'm the strongest because I've, you know, survival of the fittest and no one has survived more than me. Uh, also, so he took the strength force off panel then, right? So yeah. the whole point of Barry hiding them in the strength force with Commander Cold, that was just from, to save them from the Black Flash, not from Zoom. I mean, that's assuming he got it from her. I don't know if he did. Like, he may have got well, it from... No, to be fair, I'm with Matt, because the assumption up till now is there's only ever been one avatar of each force at a time, yeah. right? Because, well, because Trickster initiated all of them, remember? Because that was with Axel. Yeah. Right? That was yeah. just to get Harry off off his game so he could lay the groundwork for what he needed to do. But then it went to Fuerza, and then that's why they put her in the strength force with Cold, with Commander Cold, so they could figure out what was going on. So this is, did he just tap into it without her being here? Because she's trapped in it, or not trapped in it, hiding in it? Or what? That, that's the one thing that could use some clarification. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no answer for that. I will say, I actually kind of... I kind of... Yeah, I kind of like this issue more than I have uh, the recent ones. Um, mainly because it focused more on Zoom. And all of Zoom stuff, I actually kind of liked. Mm. I like Zoom trying to... And as much as you complain about the name of the Forever Force... Um, the idea of him stealing all the forces so he can be the best Flash in the multiverse feels very Zoom-like. <laughs> it does. It yeah. is. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like that. I also like the, the tying into the mystery of how he's how he's uh, you know the, the clown killer and all that stuff. I like tying back into all that. Um, this felt like it was Williamson veering back into no, let's, let's explore Flash history and use some of it in really fun ways. And while we're yeah. still technically working from these other forces because we're still dealing with some of those characters, it, this issue felt a bit more removed from it because it was more about Zoom and more about his motivations and and the mystery yeah. behind him. Uh, and because of that, I enjoyed this more than I think I have the yeah. last like what ten um, issues, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget too that at the end of the Flash War, we had that tease of the person the anti monitor armor. In the future, being released from the from the prison, mm. right? Mm. And that's who's working with Zoom. So we still have that. Um, and also here, when he said, "Come to me, death. I'm ready." I really thought this is just an elaborate suicide for Hunter Solomon. Uh, so I thought that was weird. Or he's trying to take the spot of the Black Flash, or whatever it is. But you know, of course, Barry can't let him have that. And uh, it was like Barry. Uh, Barry has succumbed to the Black Flash. But but well, Bar yeah, Barry yeah. gets shushkabobbed. He jumps in yep. to save yep. uh, Hunter, and the last page is this full-page spread of him just with like, all the, the spiky fingers going yep. all through of him. His, his fingers seem to have grown even more yeah. uh, in that last page. Yes. Yep. Uh, so it says, next the Flash dies, and I'm sure technically that'll be right, but obviously yep. shenanigans because comic books, um, yep. because that's what happens. Um no, I like this issue quite a bit, actually. And I think it's because it just is focusing on more stuff that I care about from Flash. And it feels like digging into Zolomon felt like it was like, oh, a bit of fire from what actually feels like a Flash comic. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> basically the introduction of these other Force characters has kind of dragged the book down a little bit, especially recently. Um, and then, of course, that year one didn't help at all. Which, funnily enough, that year one almost, almost through a like a, a road bump and even dealing with those characters that, that was like a road bump yeah. to the, the, the all the different force users which in and of itself we were kind of feeling like it was dragging the book down um mm -hmm. and i feel like here it just compounded quite a bit didn't it yeah, uh, yeah. whereas here it feels like we're actually finally starting to kind of veer into some proper flash stuff that i really like so um good and scott collins if you like his flash art which i think uh, i do at least um typically mm -hmm. it's a very pulpy I, 
on the record on this show has not been a huge Collins fan. Um, I still like it more than Sandoval, though. But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know, you know we, we had someone else on this issue after you know the last bunch had yeah. been Sandoval. So I opened it yeah. up, and that first panel was like, well, this isn't Sandoval. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, I, I know I'm not a big fan of his iris. His iris looks weird. Uh, the, there uh, was one panel of her shock face, which I think looked a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, I'll give yeah. you that. That said, if you're gonna do Zoom, you have to have Collins. Yeah, that, zo- that's just in my brain. Zoom, like Zoom's like you know the dark patches around his eyes, yep, uh, all yep. that stuff. He looks great. That this looks like Zoom. Yep. This feels like even though he's in a red yep. suit, it looks like Zoom. It, I know you could just it could yeah it could be uncolored uh, you know with the eyes and just the sneer that's always on his face that Collins gives him. It's Zoom. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I like I Collins say- a lot. Just his iris is way off as much me. as i mostly prefer collins over sandoval it's on on the flash specifically um i think uh when we get to the rogues the designs yeah they, they, they look somehow worse like even cold's design yeah. which i've mostly been a fan of i didn't really like of, yeah like, collins here. Uh, they need their original designs back if collins is gonna do it because because it feels wrong just did, didn't look that good mm. oh. yeah yeah uh what are you giving it matt uh, I'm gonna give this one a seven point five. Connor, uh, just a seven. I will. I'll agree with the seven point five. Agree with seven point five. It's uh, notable that they're not huge scores, but I think consistently between all of us, that's higher than we've been in a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you know, step in the right direction, keep it going, Williamson, and get to your hundred issue run with a nice, you know, twenty issues. And- I'm just hoping he gets to, and I know Bendis is using Bart, but he brought Bart back because he was very, you know, mm-hmm. well, he loves Bart. Yeah. And I want to see some stuff with Bart and him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we'll go on to Supergirl 35, Mark and Draco writing with Eduardo Pansica on the art. And this, um, is, you know, Supergirl, uh, Jeremiah just showed up. They, they seem to think that uh, uh, Eliza's body is in the in the morgue here but of course it's not very long in this issue before it seems that what we're, we're twisting here is that the leviathan agent that attacks them is actually her is she's either under control or she is um you know she's she just you know chose a different side she's she's converted um for whatever reason um obviously there's teases of this weird brainiac monster that's <laughs> this yeah and so I, I like the idea here that Brainiac, the very first Brainiac, is an android, and that through time it's become more of a, a hybrid, and now this first version feels like the the further versions are inefficient because they're not machines. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I like that whole idea here at play. Um, I did feel this this issue was a little I don't want to say messy because messy is not the right word. But it just was with between trying to work the year, the villain stuff and the Leviathan stuff, they it did they didn't seem to work. Like they seem to clash here. I think like, I liked all the individual stuff. I definitely liked the Leviathan stuff more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. Even though the visual of the Brainiac stuff was kind of cool. Uh, I think uh, Pansika's art's very good. It's been good every other time uh, he's been on mm-hmm. Supergirl recently. And yeah. you know, they leave the morgue. He's oh, so much to tell you about Leviathan and what's going on, and that's when. You know, Leviathan's there, and he's, he's with the you know the agent that you know we mm. think is Eliza by the end of it, and 
because uh, you know Jeremiah's like, oh, I I know these moves, like the, the way that she moves, the way this is this the way is that she this, fights. This is my oh. wife, damn it, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. but you know you get some heat from her because she whips uh, crypto with some you know kryptonite whips. No, or whatever that, it is. There, there's two things, and and well, not in this. There's one in this issue and one in another issue that 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 involve dogs that really really mess me up, and this mm. is one of them. So here here in the well, seeing the the crypto wine yeah. onomatopoeia. I was like, oh, you got to take her out now. I don't care if that's your mom. Supergirl gets to tap build these kryptonite drones and then Supergirl initiates yep. uh, what I thought was a really cool transition into her kryptonite armor. She's got like, you know, this, yeah. this red and black suit that she turns on. That we knew she had when they did all the redesigns back in like issue 21 or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, we get this, you know, this cool red and black suit with a mask, uh, where she's like, okay, now kryptonite is dealt with. Like, now it's no right. issue anymore, uh, which is really cool. A lead line suit, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I like it because it's like, okay, it's not a complete get out of jail free car. If someone, like, breaks it or something or gets a hole right. in it, then sure. But, like, I do like the idea that it's like, yeah, every time you whip out kryptonite, it's just not an instant, like, win for you. Like, I, I now have defenses. Yeah. Well, well, I do like, too, that like it seems to be on a charge, so she can't use it yeah. all the time. So I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, they teleport, but... the bad guys teleport away because it's like, oh, shit, Supergirl actually can fight back. We have to, you know, run. Well, yeah, and, and Leviathan stops to talk to her. Mm. Like, pr- propositions her, being like, hey, I know what you're about. I know what your cousin's about. You know, so I think... you're going to want to be on our side. Yeah, I think the Leviathan stuff is the more engaging stuff because it's more tied into the characters in Supergirl. It makes sense given who our foster parents yeah. are, but also because it's been typically tying into what Bendis has been doing since the very start yeah. of this whole run. It and is. I th- so I think that stuff actually plays very well with Supergirl because it just it feels right. Oh god, that's a really beautiful uh, two-page layout actually when she's flying with Crypto to the fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, you've got the big um, you know the doom symbol in the sky that's lit up. Yeah. And uh, this leads to you know them coming back and finding this monster Brainiac that's infected Kalex uh, the, yeah. the fortress, which honestly, like Supergirl versus a monster like this, and the next issue is, is like a sort of monster movie kind of thing. Like, yeah, I could see fun in that. Like, um, well, you know, yeah. So well, here, like, I feel like there's more again more at play here. There's where it starts to get a little messy because we know, judging by the next in here, so I don't feel like it's a spoiler now. She's going to be one of the Secret Six. Yes. Uh, and so this is a Batman Who Laughs plot on top of a Leviathan plot within a year of the villain. <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, let's pick one and let's <laughs> stick there for now. So um, I mean, I, want, I, I wonder, though, if she just deals with the, the year of the villain thing, like beats that, and then, you know, the issue just sort of, like, then turns well, into... Well, I feel like definitely Secret Six. whatever dark version she becomes in this you know secret six is what allows her to defeat the brainiac plot um, um you know which then maybe yeah leaves the leviathan stuff we'll see i mean but yeah it was just kind of they all seem to be clashing here and i'll give andrego credit he made it work you know yeah i never felt really like i also like yeah not, not there was an eye roll but i definitely felt the editorial in this one 
I mean, I suppose it's, it's almost like a, a funny kind of meta thing where, like, we always have, like, multiple events or things like that go yeah. at the same time. This is actually what happens when they acknowledge all of them in the same book at the same mm-hmm. time, where Supergirl's like, oh, there's all these things going on. Um, yeah. What what I do uh, like about it, though, I think, is that once we do get her infected, because the first issue of, of Hauser is going to be, like, an right. infected tie-in kind of issue, um, I do think that it'll probably be more focused on just that once that happens. Yeah. It, it won't be, like, bouncing yeah, yeah. around the different things. Well, and I feel, too, like, with her having this this crux issue of all of them lining up, it shows how important Supergirl is to the DCU right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, she's a she's a primary player if she's going to be one of the infected and involved in Leviathan and the Year of the Villain. So, yeah. Um, and it, it almost makes me wonder, too, if this is what they were trying with Superman. Remember, we had the Year of the Villain stuff, but mm. it didn't seem to add up. Now, so honestly, off the, banner. the only so, one that feels kind of shoehorned in, to be honest, is the Year of the Villain one. Because I think Leviathan mm-hmm. makes sense given her first appearance are and given whatever else, everything else that's going on. And uh, the infected stuff, well, it didn't need to be her, but we know she's becoming part of that. So it makes sense to yeah. sort of build into it. I, I think Year of the Villain, it's like, it almost feels like this Year of the Villain thing could have easily just been Superman who finds this. And Superman would have to right. deal with it. But then, like you say, if they, if they sort of tie it in where her dark version of herself is kind of how she beats the uh the the thing then maybe it does actually kind of nicely all sink in together in a weird way right well, well it's see. almost like the batman who laughs is superseding L- luther so in the grand scheme of that where we know where it's going with that series that's coming or that mini from tynan about the batman who laughs coming up against doom mm-hmm. again it's all filling in and that's where the continuity fandom is like this is where i'm trying to have my cake and eat it too Right, where I'm like, yes, I love continuity, but Supergirl, you got way too much going on right now. Let's let's ease back, you know. But yeah, maybe the taco and burritos too much. Yeah, Just but if if, if all this ties into the idea that the Batman who laughs is actually trying to take things from Luther and like mess with yeah. his day, it almost actually kind of beautifully syncs up that this is like those yeah. two things are or 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 those two things are opposing each other in Supergirl for Supergirl's attention. Like it almost kind of works right. in a weird way. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's a little too much, but I'm okay with it being a little too much in the grand scheme of things. But for the, just this issue by itself, I was like, man, who is a lot. Yeah, oh, that was very good in this issue, it. actually. Oh, I was yeah, like, no, I still enjoyed it. It's these are nitpicks at the end of the day because yeah. ultimately it's a really good issue. Yeah, I think the art in this was great. You know, I was looking through it again, mm-hmm. talking about it there, and I think some of those yeah. those pages of Supergirl flying, the, the fighting, uh, it looks the really fight good. Especially, you don't get lost in the fight, like. It's very well choreographed. I've, I, that, that says for a print. This is the first book since Leviathan and the Order we've talked about them where I have not had a problem with the art. Like everything else yeah. has been kind of like here's yeah. good and bad True. or you know whatever. But this is yeah, a, I'll, I'll give you that one. This is just straight good through. Obviously, yeah, Malieve is probably beating it, but still, yeah. um, next level. Yeah, yeah. that's not fair. Uh, what are you giving Supergirl, Matt? I'm gonna give this one eight, uh, eight point five. I'll, I'll lift it up. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, I'll give it a straight eight. I'll give it a straight eight. But it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so that'll take us on to Batman and the Outsiders, issue six. Mm-hmm. Brian Edward Hill writing with Dexter Soy on the art. Uh, in fact, speaking of good art, Dexter Soy, killing it uh, yet again. Uh, this issue focuses on Cass and, uh, and uh, Duke. Uh, yeah. as they fight Ishmael and they're kind of lured down and we actually get Shiva who's like, involved in all of this and we have uh, the Karma character who's been used to like fuel like from from Brian Hill yeah from his tech run uh huh right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys, you want to guys hear something? Yeah, okay, go on. Duke didn't annoy me in this issue. <gasps> Whoa! I thought I thought Duke was very well used in this. So is this real? This is happening. Yeah, right I, I'll right? be I'll be honest. I thought he was fine in this issue too. He he. Yeah. See. You know, they, like having Cass kind of like back and forth. I mean, Cass felt like a little mm-hmm. underpowered compared to your usual with her fighting. But yeah, but I feel, I feel that's a psychological thing of having to go up against her mom. Yeah, like um, I've uh, seen that before. That I did like, yeah. the, I did like them stealing some of Ishmael's jetpacks, and then there's like a page of them like flying off with jetpacks. That was kind of it was a great yeah. page. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, uh, oh, read this, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that for some reason. I thought you dropped. Yeah, this. he said. No. No, I he... said last time that it was maybe. Okay, all right. I think. Well, all right. But I thought in the pre-show, this, he said this is one thing he did read. Okay, I, I don't remember yeah. that. The pre-show. You say that as if we have a pre-show that airs somewhere, man. <laughs> well, sorry, wrestling, whatever. Uh, on the pre-show. Uh, um, yeah, uh, the book starts, uh, you know, because uh, we find out that Black Lightning and, and the others have, have, have received, uh, re- retrieved, uh, da, 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 what's her name? I always, uh, every name in this book who I'm not used to, I always have to remind myself when I read it. Um, we have her, Bruce. Please bring her. They just keep using pronouns. God damn it! <laughs> Someone say her name. I hate it when books do that. We've spoken about this before. I think yeah. that uh, even if it's characters that most people are familiar with, um, you should still make a point of saying their their name. Their name Ide- yeah. Ideally, yeah. on the first page that they're in the book. But if not, at some point, if it's a newer character, you absolutely should be doing it on on the first page that they're in. If not the first panel, or in this case talked about, because there's not really here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find it. Um, you can find it, Matt, if you want. Uh, so yeah, they fight Ishmael. Ishmael runs off. Uh, Sophia. Still... There you go, Sophia. They still uh, don't ask me her. Don't ask me her League of Assassins name because I don't remember that. Oh but... yeah, yeah. Um, although uh, Alfred gets a package back at Wayne Manor uh, to Alfred Pennyworth. Is that Anne Bruce Wayne or? Uh, uh, hold on. Let me look percentage, Bruce. This is a percentage sign. No, that's care of. So oh, it's sending it. I can see yeah. it. Okay, I can see it now. I'm, I'm with you, Pierre. It looked like a percent. Yeah, it looked like a percentage to me. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's a fragile box, and he pulls it out, and it's a it's a chess set with uh, <laughs> with like Batman is like you know the king of one side, and um, this is baller. Roz, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want it. Because yeah. <laughs> you zoom in and you got a katana, you got a black lightning, you got a Bruce, yeah. you got a, a a Duke, and you got a Cass, and then the rest are regular pieces. And then you go on the other side though, and um, it seems like all the pawns are different people. It does on it the does. opposite yeah. side. Uh, and you got Ishmael. Uh, looks like uh, Sophia's character is one of the pawns. I think. Yeah, Ra- Raz is there as the king. Naturally, yeah. Ishmael's a knight. Yeah. Um, and then you've got all these Is other he? characters. Yeah, uh, Ishmael's a bishop. Oh, he's a bishop. Sorry. Yeah, bishop's yeah. next to the queen, the king. Um, he doesn't know chess well enough. Queen, queen takes color. So yeah. I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact way you lay out chess pieces. No, off the top of my head. To be fair, the knight is right next to him, so that's on you. Yeah. To be that, to be, uh, to be fair, that doesn't really. You can't really tell that's a knight, but the way it's setting, it, it looks like a, a singular kind of cylinder piece. Yeah. Okay, no. But, uh, look, so you, you've got the you've got the rooks of the rooks. castles on the end, yeah. and then in you've got the knights. And while I will sure. give you that the one on the left next to him, you can't necessarily tell. On the opposite side, it's very clear that it's a knight. Yes. And the it's opposite side, you can tell that. But I didn't look at the opposite side. I just glanced at it. 
Well, okay. Better, shouldn't you? I just glanced. I definitely don't think Dexter Soy thought we were going to look at it this closely. <laughs> no, probably not. No. It's worth mentioning, uh, you know, when I'm looking at it like this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm zoomed like right into the bloody thing, which is yeah, way more than you're supposed so to go into this. So he's got black lightning listed as the queen, which is, as you, if you know chess, the most versatile piece on the board. So that's that makes sense. I think I think part of that is you have to have Batman as the king to be because right. he's the one calling the shots here. Right. Um. So. Uh, and then after that, I, I think you have to have Black Lightning there by his side because it's, it's no, kind of fine. he's the co-lead of the book, I would say. And then and then you got uh, you got Katana listed as a bishop, which that's fine. Duke as a bishop, maybe I would put him as a rook, right? Because he only goes in one direction. What are you going to? <laughs> Although he's a bishop, so he really can only go in one direction. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Cass as a knight definitely makes sense. It does. Um, so, but yeah, but I'm curious to see who these pawns are going to play out because we're, I mean, this is almost a tease here. But honestly, uh, my only complaint about this issue is it says at the start, this is the final part of the arc and it doesn't feel like the final part of an arc at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's like, um, did you say that? I missed that, I think. It says, yes, yeah, it's just the final issue of uh, whatever this arc's oh, been it called. Does. Lesser Gods. Yeah. You're right. Uh, um, I, I kind of, I tend to skim over credit pages like that, that, yeah. that box, unless I'm looking for the so, names. So I mean that's not really a big deal. It just it just means that they have to split. What it probably means is it's like a ten twelve issue arc that they have to split for the trade. So this is why it's named yeah. this way. Um, but uh, you know they get to Shiva and we get the, the fight playing out and uh, Shiva's toying with us. Oh, you've grown weak. You've let them you know make you lesser. Blah blah. blah. Uh, well, Ishmael holds up Duke and uh, that's a really great page actually. It makes Duke Brutal. sort of blast his lightning as he's like strangling yeah. them from behind. Yeah. Um, Really, really good stuff. Um, so yeah, they leave them kind of just wrecked, uh, and and sort of go off. So um, interesting that that Cass gets one of the chess pieces as well. Yeah, she gets uh, the one of Shiva. Uh, so I, I guess they have a they they have their own copy of it as well over here. Yeah. I, I would imagine so. And she just looks. Well, at I'm it. sure Roz got a deal in the manufacturing. Like he had to get at least ten sets. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I, I was going to say the final page is just Cass screaming in anger uh, at her mother uh, after she's been beat. Uh, so that is the that is the issue. Um, Real quick, I, I just had to look up Duke because of his light power. I forgot he had light power, right? Uh huh. So I'm looking it up and I pull this up on one of the fandom wikis. It says he's a unique, uh, unique physiology. Duke is a metahuman and only beginning to understand his powers. Duke's physiology appears to be unique co in comparison to other metahumans, amplifying their abilities in his presence. Noman claims Duke has infinite blood. I forgot about that, but that was definitely a thing in metal. Right? Um, <laughs> it's also implying Duke may be potentially immortal. Infinite blood is the most 90s thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's right. pretty nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just I, I forgot about that. I wanted to remind everybody else here um, that he's got infinite blood, which I'm never gonna not remember now. Yeah, um, no, I enjoyed the issue. I I think you know it, it was great to focus on just a couple of characters. You know, it, it kind of went away from the rest of the team and just focused on Duke and Cass. You know, and obviously the teaser, the chess pieces. Um, uh, and it seems like the whole thing is going to be trying to lure in, like you know, members of the opposite team, uh, and and take them take them in, or at least at least take them out of the picture by 
uh, making them doubt yeah. themselves enough. So, that, uh, because you could say it's going to be a game of chess. chess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that didn't need to be said, but sure. Well, clearly me and Matt both thought it did. Chess, chess analogies rule. All right, now <sighs> makes someone play chess, but no one will play with me. So I haven't played chess in years. Yeah, me too. My dad brought me back a cursed Aztec set. So that's, that's fine. Cool. I used to have a nice, yeah. like, you know, glass set. It's quite nice. Yeah. Mm. All right, we're going to rate this. Mm. Sure. Matt? Mm. I'm going to give this an eight. I really like this issue. Connor? I have a very consistent trend this week of being half a point below Matt. Uh, yeah, so 7.5. Um, I. Yeah, I'll go with eight. I, I, I was tempted to go with the seven, seven point five kind of range, but I think the art kind of picks it up. Uh, you know, plus it was a really nice, easy read. Like you know, it just kind of flew in, uh, told its story. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, that'll take us on then to Wonder Twins issue eight. Mark Russell writing with Mike Norton on the art. So yeah, you two read this. There you go. Yeah. So Connor, you caught up, right? I did. I read both issues back to back. How did you feel about that last issue? Did you feel the same way I did? Uh, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. Okay. But I agree in premise of, of what you said okay. here. Now I can I feel completely different about this one because this is back. He's Russell's back with his A game in this one. Yeah. 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 This is pretty great. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> polymaths in the juvie, right? And Which she is, uh, all visitors. What's it called? It had a, it had a had a stupid yeah. name. Prison kids with a Z. Yep. A subsidiary um, of Lexcom. Yep. But so uh, she's <laughs> she's approved visitors. Anyone except Jaina, which you know, yeah. Of course Jaina there. comes to visit, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, you you're, you're not on the uh, the list of approved visitors." See, mm-hmm. and it just says approved visitors. Anyone except Jaina, and yeah, yeah. It's so that was good. good. Uh, but the the I would say the real spine of this issue is the reunion. Yes. Or the principal and the librarian who went to the high school 30 years ago, uh, and they're doing a a reunion. And basically, he has feelings for the librarian. Yeah, they had he a let thing. Go. Uh, yeah, and he made a choice, and and that was yep. it. And so, um, yeah, and he's real sad about it. And the first chuckle I got on this is that his his dating app is called Sad Dads. Dating, dating but sad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so he gets the high and school it's, reunion. It's, it's where... Well, that's where he goes. Zero people like you. It's like that's so sad. Yep. And so you know, so Jane is doing the uh, doing the the announcements, and you know, we start hinting that he's gonna want her help and and putting this together. Yeah. I loved some of these uh, announcements as well. Uh, you know, all D and D games are restricted to the library, no matter how uh, epic they may get. Yes, and, uh, that was a good one. The, the baseball diamond is strictly off limits to wizard battles. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, today is Librarian Appreciation Day. Let your library know how in your life how much they mean to you. Libraries are, after all, our collective memory. That's another. I feel that's a Mark Russell. It is. Yeah. He's there. like. He, that's him going. Hey, libraries are yeah. cool, yo. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, so principal's super depressed. Uh, kind of taking it out on Jaina. And that um, uh, he's like, you know, nothing's permanent. You just need to talk to her. Get it over with. He goes, no, that's where you're wrong. Everything we do, every mistake <laughs> goes on our permanent record. I would know. 
I am a principal. Like <laughs> this, uh, everything uh, in this book has me laughing this week. Like yeah. the start of the scene when Jaina, you know, comes to the office, she's like, Are you okay? And he's like, Do you know what it is? You know, what an adult is, Jaina? And she's yeah. like, I'm just gonna leave. And he's yeah. like, a walking accumulation of regret. Yeah. Yep. She's just like, too late. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, then we get the stuff in the prison where polymath essentially orchestrates a uh breakout because she has watched the guards have the ice cream truck come in to the jail or the prison. Yeah, and... he always comes out to get it. And they're very excited. They're like little kids who are there for the ice yep. cream van. <laughs> and they come out, and he knows that, or she knows that one of them doesn't, you know, take ice cream, but they're not really watching because he's watching everybody else eat the ice cream because he's on the diet. So they're able to sneak out, and they're going to show up and, and you know, wreak, wreak havoc on the Wonder Twins for putting her in there. With these other, you know, young supervillains, you could say, yeah. that had gotten out. Um, but yeah, but it is basically the whole issue is is basically about being able to apologize. And, you know, that just because you accept an apology doesn't mean things are so good. It's just that you're, I guess, mature enough that yeah. to have it work. But she learns all that from, from Zan, who is a big fan of Gun Cop. We keep seeing Gun Cop now after that issue where yeah. with the double date and whatnot. Um, he's wearing a Gun Cop shirt. There's a poster in the back. but um, he, he, He's been tasked with uh, running the casino for the school reunion. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, yeah. does he lean into it. Oh, he does. He becomes a full-on uh, uh, pit boss. And yep. he's got an eye Fake in the sky. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a gambler that Funnily enough, looks like Jason Momoa. Like at least I to me. I saw that too. Right, and he's at the reunion. He's just cleaning up. So Zan has him, you know, because he's trying he's, to get he's enough after money this, to get uh, this dog, like ceramic so, dog. Yeah. So back in the eighties, there was a a beer mascot. I think it, it was for Bud Light, called uh, Suds McKenzie or or Bud McKenzie. I can't remember the full name. And that's basically what this is a parody of. What's his name? Uh, it um, was Suds. Yeah, he, he did say at one point. Uh, yeah. Studs McDoggy. There you go. And so basically Zan, as is drinking grape juice too, not wine, it's grape juice. Yeah. He brings them back and for him cheating has has Suds. <laughs> Uh, has studs destroyed. He's like, because he, he's just there, yeah. sat in his chair with a yeah. glass, looking all, yep. you know, evil. And he's like, right, boys, break his legs. Yeah. Yeah, because the like, guy was shooting at Blackjack. Yeah. And, and you're like, what the hell? And then they just smashed the dog. And you're like, oh, yep. okay. He was the ultimate party animal. Yeah. Like, and and so, but, you know, Zan doesn't like who he's become now. So he removes the mustache. Yeah. Stare, stare into the abyss so, long enough, kid, and it stares back at you. So Polly's got with her her group because they they leave after this. Uh, they end up leaving the 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 kid prison after this lady comes in and basically wants to try out makeup on them and whatnot. She's like, you know what? Yeah, you know I did wrong in here, but I was also trying to upset the system. You can't break an omelet. You know, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. So she's kind of like, I'm not about this moral relativism or moral binary. It's more relative. Yeah. Um. So that's why they escape and. They have uh, Jaina surrounded, and you know she needs Zan to make the power. And he comes in and <laughs> slides Holy under Jumanji. Polly's legs. Yeah. Slides under. 
makes the save. Wonder Twin powers activate. Yeah. She just and, becomes a snake and wraps him up. Right. But the, the gambler, whoever he is, he gets kicked out, but he looks like he's going to swear vengeance now. He does. Uh, he's, he's got that, um, that hunch. Yeah. Um, and the, the principal and librarian end up, you know, having a talk and he wants to start over, which I feel like the undercurrent has to do with, and I might be completely missing this, was because they are different races. Like, I feel like that was the decision he made. And now he's walking back on it. You know, know what I mean? I, you could be on Twitter. It's very, very, very vague as to what yeah. the decision he made was. It, he never really says much about it. He just says he made a choice and it was the wrong one. Right. And so that's where I got it from. And he's, uh, he thinks it's too late to start again. This is where I talk about the apologies. Where she goes, it, it's too late. But, you know, it was nice to hear it anyways. Thanks. You know, so it, it it opened up their friendship that even if, you know, despite working together for decades, that now they can be back on a normal human relationship. But, um, yeah, so so Jaina has, as she has Polly wrapped up, is, you know, she wanted to say sorry more than anything, but that she thinks her dad, Philo, is alive and that she's going to help get him back. Yeah, and, and we so, know he is. He's in the Phantom Zone. He's so. in the Phantom Zone. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure how she knows that yet. I don't recall... Nope that in it probably has to do with the with with the hall of justice because we know that they intern there that's true yeah yeah but no it was a a, definitely a rebound issue um it's good to have back yeah Uh, i think um should mention the art because this was not burned it's it's a really good job of emulating burn's style yeah uh it looks very similar i don't think it's quite as clean as burns are the lines aren't quite as defined um but it does a great job of matching the style of the book and um, and working for that. So it's I've got nothing to complain about in the art department. Nope, no, it, it's pretty solid, and the story it's back on par. Which I'm I'm hoping this means you know good things for you guys. I know you guys were enjoying uh, enjoying uh, Dial H, so mm. hopefully this this rebounds. I'm I'm hopeful for that. Again, I'm hoping it was just okay, a, a one off issue to fill some time, and then yeah. Uh, back on especially on that book where the artist has been mm-hmm. so essential uh yeah. so it was like okay he needs an issue off because we know he was working on eight right is that what he said and so maybe the the plans were there something came up so now he got pushed to nine maybe yeah or wait this was this, this was, was it. yeah yeah so maybe i don't know but we'll, we'll see where that goes i'm, I'm sure or i'm sure he'll be back yeah so what are you what are you rating it connor I'll give it an eight. Okay, yeah, me too. I'll go with an eight on this one. I uh, wasn't wasn't quite up with the some of the other stuff I've you know, given the eight point five to, but it's still really, really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, which will take you guys on then again to Hawkman number seventeen, Robert Vendetti writing and Patrick O'Leaf on the art. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we we enjoy this book, Connor. Right? We do. Oh, I sense a negative turn coming here. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least for me, this this issue's fine story wise, but a lot like uh, we were filming earlier with with the uh, with Wonder Woman, I feel like something has happened that this story had to get wrapped up quicker than than was the original plan, you so think? they could do the Sky Tyrant stuff. I do. I mean, we had been hinting there was a little bit of darkness 
to, to Carter, right, throughout. Yes. Here, though, the stuff with, 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 with uh, you know, Shadow Thief and, or as he's kind of dubbed here, Shadow Master, I feel like with as much setup as we had for him, the way that he's dealt with here is just a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I will defend it. Um, so okay. we'll, we'll talk about just quickly cool what happens before we get there. Basically, yeah. uh, you know, Hawkman, he, he's catched up, caught up to him and he's, he's there. And uh, Shadow Thief slash Master turns yeah. his own shadow against him. So, he, you know, it, right. it, Hawkman's been attacked by his own shadow. And, he, you know, he, he smacks it with the mace and he feels it. Because in the shadow realm, uh, you feel whatever happens to your shadow. Uh, so... Which I don't like that, because how is he supposed to beat Shadowmaster now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, that's that's fine. I'm, I don't have a problem with it too much, but I mean, it's I think it makes for an interesting it, dynamic where Hawkman's there wailing on something, and that's the Hawkman. Yeah. The only thing he kind of knows how to do right now is wail on shit. Um, right. I just felt like it was like a, you're stacking the odds too much in against him. Maybe that's all. Maybe. So. But yeah. So like, you know, he's he's there trying. He, he's He's just not figuring it out quick enough because Shadow Thief's like, come on, dude, you know, you're just making this easy for you. Just try not to kill yourself because I want to keep your shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, but so eventually, Holman realizes, well, okay, I can't take out the shadow. I have to take out Shadow Thief. So mm-hmm. he, he kind of summons the, the mace, but he makes it turn into the, you know, the, the extra spiked form first. Yeah, and then summons it towards him, so the spike just drives straight through Shadow Thief's back, and it punctures all the way through. Right, and you're like, uh, "Damn, Carter, that was brutal and vicious." He's even, there, and even the shades, like, "Hey, buddy, like, you can't be doing that in here." Yeah, he's there, and he's he's standing over him with his extra bloody spiky mace, ready to yep. to utterly just destroy him. You know, he's he's like, "No, no, this execution time. I'm not yep. standing for this." And Shade has to come in and stop him. And uh, and this is uh, the reason why I, I don't feel like it was, uh, you know, rushed to get to the end of this is, no, 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 this is Hawkman. He's ret- he's kind of at a base level, just violence right now. And just hitting him and, and killing him is the only thing that's kind of in his mind right now. And that is inherently a quicker solution, even though it's the wrong solution for the hero, which is why uh, this works for me, because Shade has to step in and be like, no, no, no. This quick and easy method that you've got going—that's not the way that you're supposed to do things. No, and I and I get that, but I just feel like with as Diaries felt with the Shadow Thief stealing his shadow, turning against him, and when they get your shadow, they know all your secrets. It just seemed, you know what I mean? Like I mean, I guess there could have been more done with that. Anticlimactic. That's yeah, okay. what I'm looking for. All right, all right. I Very But I, I did like with the shade. With that dynamic, there was like, "Hey, Carter, buddy, what's going on?" And he right. kind of uses the shadows on him. Um, yeah, it's like this. This isn't you. This isn't the man yeah. who you know gave me this cane and, and turned me right. away from the life of villainy. And then he goes, uh, you know, they come out of the shadow realm, and, and Carter is like, "No, there's a darkness in me, and I'm I'm gonna embrace it." Yeah, he's so angry. He's just smacking yeah. on the wall. And then you mm-hmm. get a great couple of panels of the shadow growing and twisting. And yep. the I, I love the lettering here uh, where it changes yep. the font and as the voice goes and uh, the, the the bubble as well as just the font. Yep. But, uh, it's a great touch, I think. It's more savage. 
like uh, as it goes, which I think would have been a better name. Oh, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you called this Savage Hawkman. Yeah, or, or just the Savage, you know, yeah. like, you know, whatnot. But well, yeah, that would have worked uh, nicely because obviously we've had Savage Hawkman as a thing in the past. Exactly. I yeah. don't like the Sky Tyrant name. And I, and I feel that's, that's on Tynan, right? Like, because he's doing that series with the Infected. Uh, it'll be Tynan, maybe Williamson. I, I, yeah. It's hard to so, say who exactly has come up with all of these ideas because they feel so interconnected right now, to be fair. Yeah. But he's definitely Barbarian Hawkman. Like, there's a Barbarian vibe to him. Yeah. Down to, like, dreadlocks with, with, with caps at the end. And I don't know. It was just, it, it's gotten away from what I really enjoy the I, he's doing with. Yeah, you know, I agree. This feels Hawkman like it's and, going into a detour and to tie into the, the current stuff. I quite yeah. like the design of Sky Tyrant. Yeah, design's cool. I'm, um, I'm not going to be disappointed with that. I'm interested to see what they do as we do this Secret Six stuff. I am looking forward to, okay, after that, when we can get back to doing Hawkman. And it'll be doubling down on that atonement stuff that we've been playing with for mm -hmm. the first arc because all these lives he's been trying to atone for, and now he's turned into something terrible again. Right. Uh, so I think there's a lot of good stuff that can come out of this in the aftermath. Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with that. It was just the the getting to the Sky Tyrant with, and seeing here, just like in Supergirl, you have the Doom signal, basically. Very much reminds me of the Dark Mark from Harry Potter. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? So we're getting all that. So now so now we know at least three here. I don't think this counts as spoilers now that they've showed up in the books. But yeah, yeah Sky Tyrant. Yeah, it's Hawkman. fair game. Um, You'll have Supergirl, whatever name she goes with, and now you have, you know, Evil Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and there's there's still three more at play here if we're not counting Gordon. I think Gordon's one of them. So that's that's four. So that's yeah, two I'm not more. Sure if, is Gordon count as one of the six, or is it six heroes plus Gordon? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out soon enough though, because we'll. Uh, th there's another one that I'm, I'm I've seen from uh, previews. Yeah. That will. I'm we'll sure they'll be popping up soon enough because uh, they seem yeah. to be happening at a pretty pretty speedy pace rapid pace right now i will so. say i appreciate that they're actually doing these in their own books and leading into it uh yep. it, it makes it when we get to that it doesn't just feel out of nowhere and this complete separate thing it's like no no, no. these characters have been doing that for six ten issues depending on you know we, we've been saying this about hawkman for probably since issue 12 maybe yeah. 13 uh so you know it, it's gradually been building there it doesn't feel out of nowhere and i, I do appreciate yeah. that Okay, yeah. So they're counting Gordon as as uh, one of them. Okay. So that's uh, one, two, three that we know, plus Gordon, and then there was the two other secret ones, which I'll keep a secret since you don't seem to know. Um, mm. I've seen the image. I'm sure. I'm just not recalling exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. But but we'll get but yeah. there. Um, mm -hmm. no, I, I think I like this issue more than you did. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give no, it. No, it's. That's all right. I'm gonna give this one a seven, um, just story-wise. It's it's still good, like I'm I'm still enjoying, but it's not at the level that I really enjoy. I, I will agree. The book has it's not that it's had a downturn in quality. It's not it's not been no. bad, but it's it's never quite lived up to the first arc with Hitch, which was yeah. special. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although no, I, I like that one where he you know went through all those lives. No, oh, yeah, that one shot. That was that was time. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that one issue was, was good. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. 
Alright. Uh, for the video people, obviously you can see that I have been hijacked by my cat Garrus. Whereas the audio people, you'll just have to imagine the, the feline. Uh, do that in my main voice. You'll have to imagine the feline. Uh, <laughs> I'll take us on. I'll do, I'll do my best to, to cope, even in this incapacitated state. Uh, but yeah, so that'll take us on to Joker Year of the Villain Issue 1. John Carpenter and Anthony Birch writing with Philip Tan on art. So, so Pete, you're you're the you know I'll say you're the John Carpenter expert here mm-hmm. out of the three of us. You've seen all of his movies. He has a dark sense of humor, right? Uh, I'll just I'll correct that slightly and say most of his movies. There's definitely a few I've not seen, okay. but um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a dark sense of humor in here, especially in this issue for for sure. Like, because what I don't think John Carpenter and dark sense of humor. When I think of him, I just I think dark for sure. Right, that's his his thing. But um, yeah, um, this issue was something. <laughs> um, I mostly enjoyed it. Was not expecting. You know, you the way expe- that it went. You were expecting Joker and one of his goons who is mentally ill to dress up as Batman and Robin. For Joker to have his own warped sense of how Batman operates as they go around the city, choosing to kill or not kill whoever. Only for the mentally ill sidekick to realise that what makes Joker kind of special is that he's not actually psychotic. He can, he's completely right. aware of what he's doing at all times. So so I, I like that, especially with all the Joker. I'm, I'm a little Jokered out right now. I'll say that. Well, you got more coming. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate the sentiment. I was just like, there were certain things I was laughing at here. There's other stuff I just was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know how else to, to go about it. <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit of a slog to read. I thought the, I thought the yeah. lettering was a bit small, bizarrely. Like, yeah. That was kind of bugging me. Um, but, there was definitely a lot of little ideas and things in there that I liked. And I don't know, like, how much of this, like, did Carpenter plot and Anthony Birch wrote the script? Uh, or was it more of a collaboration yeah. in terms of the concept? Um, I do love the idea, though, that the director of Halloween, like, one of my top five favorite movies of all time, my favorite horror movie of all time, mm-hmm. is, is, is being involved in writing a scene involving Condiment King. Um, yes. Which, for the record, Condiment King saying... Mayo, I, I introduced myself. <laughs> so, Condiment King is a fan sin. of the dad jokes. Condiment yeah. King is straight up with the puns, and my cat has finally left me. So I, I, can... I, I immediately thought of you when Condiment King popped up. Oh yeah, um, that was that was great. <laughs> I, I, so yeah, so I do like certain parts, like that part's real funny, and stuff. And then he gets super dark with the guy walking his dog. And then Joker saying that he had a gun on him, and so did the dog. Oh no, I'm gonna lie. I yell, I did laugh when he said the gun has a dog too, and then he shoots the the dog. That actually, yeah. that that worked for me. That joke. Not not not, not me. As, and as a, a dog a, lover. In a dark way, a of course. I don't mean. Yeah. That. Um. So there were there were definitely definitely more in line with Joker that I'm um you know a fan of here because. The one that we've been getting, you know, up to this point throughout uh, Rebirth, not a joke I'm a fan of. So at least here we have this. It's definitely felt more in line with the Harleen 
Joker, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this devious guy and, and whatnot. And he knows exactly what he's doing. So I like that. And I like the this guy came to the Joker because he was mentally ill and thrown out of his house. And Joker offered him, a you know, not a way out, but a path that no one else did. But then he sees him for what he is and, you know, has regrets now. So I liked all that. It was just, like you said, it was a slog. Like this could have been, you know, eight pages shorter. And I think it would have been fine. Yeah, it's an oversized issue. And I think they could have really mm-hmm. just, it could have been a regular sized issue and told the same yep. story and probably worked better as a result. Um, More efficient, yeah. Um, and I'm not like, Philip Tan's an artist for me that's, I don't know. Like I, I look at his. I art- don't like his Joker design. I'll say yeah. that. I don't like. I don't like the smeared Joker stuff. Here, you know, like, and I get that it was to show the followers because they all have different things. Mm. You know, like even at the end, the mom's like, "Is that a tattoo?" You know, so like yeah. he, per- you know, tattooed his face with the Joker smile. Yeah, it gets proper you know. dark because at the end, like, you know, when he runs away from Joker, he goes back to his mother and basically Joker shows up and it turns out everything he said about his mother in front of Joker, Joker's been listening to. He's not been, like, not paying attention. He's actually listened to every single bit of it so that he could use it against him and do something nasty at the end here. So, um, yeah. and that's when he has his realization. So it's, it's a super dark. And he beats him up with a crowbar. We get the Jason Todd death, essentially, where he beats up this guy. He's got dressed up as Robin with a crowbar. Yeah. And so, and he even says that, you know, um, with him just like this, you know, he's like, now you're an official Robin, you know? So, yeah. Mm. But it was fine. The art was real hit or miss with me. I, I will, I did get some chuckles of him running, of Joker running around with a Batman suit on. That's clearly the Adam West suit, you know? Um, so yeah there's even yeah. a scene with them like going up the side of a building which is very reminiscent yep. of them you know mm-hmm. ascending uh on the yep. you know the the, the sideways set <laughs> as, yep. as it were um yeah I, I mean i read this for curiosity because i like john carpenter although i've never you know not as a comic book writer <laughs> obviously but it was like oh what's this like and i don't know it's weird it's weird what he spends his time on these days there's a lot of music that's what he spends a lot of his time on yeah you know, and, and okaying a, a not so good, uh, not 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 so good reboot. You know, well, last third, um, which is getting sequels. Did you know it was getting sequels, Pete? I didn't what? know that until this week. What? The Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Halloween reboot. kills and Halloween ends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And here, I, they, all these pictures have, have made its way out. They have been uh, announcing so many characters and places coming back from the first couple of Halloween yeah. movies. Um, oh, that's right. I remember hearing about because uh, we talked about Paul Rudd. Yeah, Tommy Doyle's uh, there, but it's Anthony Michael Ed uh, Hall, uh, right. and the actress right. who played Lindsay Wallace is actually coming back to play her, which I think must feel like shit for the, the original actor for Tommy Wallace who's been recast. But you know, the, to- right. Lindsay Wallace gets the same actress; she gets to come back all these years later. Right. But apparently, so, she's some uh, reality TV star, so she's actually kind of a celebrity still, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, so no, yeah, whatever Carpenter's doing, you know, usually I'm good. Not Pete disappeared. So. I'm back, I'm back. I was on a cat out. Come on, there man. Is. You should be used yeah, to me doing that by now. Yeah, no, but I just looked up real quick and you were gone. So. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I guess I, I have nothing else to add on this one. It was just, you know, well, it wasn't in my favorite year of the villains um, that I've read so far. So far, those go to the Mark Russell 
Although the Taylor Black Mask, I enjoyed too. This is the so. only... Well, I read the Black Mask one, didn't I? I think I read yeah. the Black Mask one. But I didn't read the Russell ones, even though they're probably the best ones. Um, Because I, I wasn't going to read this. I, th- I, I thought I'd run out of time to even bother with this one. Uh, it was just you, yeah. were, you were running late. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll read it, I guess. Yeah, I woke then. up late. I was in the middle of eating breakfast, and I'm like, I still have a comic to read. Uh, so, so I, I thought I'd, I, I thought I'd squeeze it in because I had a bit of extra yeah. time, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend to see anyone has to go and read it. It's just it's readable. It's got a couple of funny dark humor moments, but it's not like anything else really worth mentioning. And the art is kind of you know I I would put the art somewhere in the sort of a middling kind of range for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna give this one a seven. Okay, uh, I'd probably go with something more like a six point five. I think because That's fair. Uh, some some things in here I like, some dark moments I like, but uh, it's a bit of a slog. Yeah. And the pacing's all over the place. I'll, I'll go with six point five as well then. Just okay, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I've converted. I'm still trying to adjust my my my. You know, I don't like giving below a seven, Pete. So like, I, 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 have I, to know, adjust. I know, I know. Um, but not painful either, though. It's it's not like a. No, like I'm not upset that I read it. I just. I get, I felt the time and, and the, so the, like I'm up, I'm trying to get it read so we can, we can go and stuff. And then, uh, but then if you're agreeing that it was a slog as well, you know, mm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you'd have been better doing the, the black label book instead because it was shorter. Yep. And maybe that would yep. be more interesting to talk about. That said, though, Connor read that. I mean, so. How long was, was this book? It was, you know, it was just a, the, your, you know, like all the other Year of the Villain specials, it's the, the, the right. annual sized kind of page yeah. count well the black Let's label one was I'll, I'll well, you know. nah the black label one wasn't i don't think sure it was longer no black black label because i i when i was like it's about 30 pages so was it longer um yeah i'm looking hold on well it's not as long as it's not as long as uh the joker one this one's 34 pages so it's a little bit bigger it felt longer anyway <laughs> let's see uh black mass and estro riddler joker lex yeah so far this is probably my least favorite yeah. Shocking, right? Uh, anyway, that'll take me on. I think I'm the only one who tried the Batman's Grave. Or did, no, um... I tried it. Oh, you tried it? Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. That's the second book today that I, I thought <laughs> thought Connor hadn't read, but he had. Uh, so this is Warren Ellis writing, uh, with uh, Brian Hitch on art. And Connor, you don't typically like Warren Ellis, right? You? Yeah, I only tried it because Matt was running late, so I had time. So uh-huh. I thought, well, we'll give it a try. Isn't uh, that funny? Both of us uh, read an extra book. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Don't think I would have missed much if I hadn't read it. It's, it's fine. I really like the art. Uh, Hitch is doing some good work. Um, yeah, it, it sets up this thematic thing at the start where there's like a, there's a grave for Bruce next to his parents, and Alfred's like terrified that he's going to fill it. It's like he knows he's going to fill it before he's gone. He'll he'll be here to bury, uh, bury Bruce, um, but the actual story is uh, a serial killer story. Uh, there's a call about a murder uh, that the police aren't really responding to, so Batman goes in, and it's kind of and I I was kind of into this because it was you know it was like it was a crime scene. Uh, there is a scene where he saves like a, a couple, uh, a gay couple who are walking with their kid uh, from some thugs. Um, it, mainly for the the because it's like in an alleyway, it's an, an alleyway after the cinema. Yeah, after the movie theater. Oh so. boy. Yeah, so so Alfred has a couple of like dark light. Well, not dark. He's, Alfred's not a cruel person, but you know he, he cracks like a hey, move, you know, alleyway after a movie theater. You should start like what he says. Um, Stepping on. You may as well leave business cards behind uh, for your stalkers. I think that's what he says. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say when uh, when the guys are there to attack him, that's one of my least favorite lines of dialogue in this book. Uh, 
you know, one of the guys with the gun says, oh, we scorn your badge, we scorn your control, we scorn your life. Like, what the hell are you doing? Just shoot him. This like, is a... This is a well, why, would, why would you want him to just shoot him? He's the bad guy. No, I know, but if he's going to stand there and monologue and say something, then, I don't know, that just that was such awkwardly written dialogue from this thug that it just felt weird. Oh, I'm sorry. No villain in the history of media has ever monologued before they do their bad thing before. They, they can monologue, but this is a random, yeah. a seemingly random thug in the street with, two, with you know, um, pulling the gun on the couple, and it, it was such a weird phrase for this thug to kind of come out with. That he's an eccentric thug. It. All right, what do you want from him? Is <laughs> it eccentric bad dialogue? Anyway, eccentric thug's my favorite uh, punk band. <laughs> so yeah, Batman goes to this apartment. He hears from the neighbors like what they've been smelling and whatever, and he goes in, and this gasket, this dead guy, has got like Batman like newspaper clippings all over the walls, and he's a uh, He's been rotting there on the, the sort of sofa bed for a while, and Batman like takes a scan of the room. He you know sends some information to Alfred, and I think what I liked about this is it is very much uh you know a crime solving Bat book where, uh you know Bruce comes home and Alfred's you know dr- drinking some whiskey or something. I don't know what he's drinking. Um and McCallum. and Connor, what's he um, drinking? Yeah, well, they called it McCallum. Uh, clearly, uh, it's just meant to be McCallum. Yeah, Scotch. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they felt the need to change the name when. No one ever really does when it's McCallum. So I said right. whiskey, and I think I was close enough then. Okay, that's that. I mean, you, well, yeah, you were right. That's broadly correct. Yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What's the difference between Scotch and whiskey besides where it's made, Connor? Is there a big difference? No, no. no. Scotch is just a taste? type of whiskey. Right. Uh, that obviously okay. has to be made in Scotland. It's a Scotch whiskey. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but doesn't it have to have like a peaty flavor too? No, like no, no, more... not at all. No. O- only one area of Scotland really does the peaty stuff. Uh, okay. It's just what people people think of as scotch whiskey is the really peaty stuff but it's not what most people actually drink question is any whiskey made in scotland scotch or is it just a specific type Uh, that's what i was thinking there is a couple of restrictions um basically it has to be distilled uh aged in oak barrels and then bottled while it's in scotland as long as it meets those requirements it is scotch whiskey it uh, but like, like American whiskey has way more restrictive categories than that. Scotland's yeah. pretty like broad bourbon. in what it accepts. Yeah, yeah, like, bourbon like to like, be an actual bourbon or versus you know whiskey and yeah, yeah. yeah, like bourbon's super restrictive. Where it has to not just be in oak barrels; it has to be new oak barrels. So you cut, yep. so you have to get rid that of the barrel age. once you use it. Yeah, yep. It's it's super restrictive. Yeah. Excellent. So um, we're weaponizing Connor's alcoholism here, guys. Apparently, yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> so yeah, Alfred's doing his usual thing, but he's a bit more miserable. Like he's not being snappy, Alfred. He's being kind of like, "I'm having a drink to kind of calm myself because I'm always worried about you, and you could really do with you know." Because uh, he even kind of like loosely suggests, like you know, thinking as a soldier, he's like, you know, it would just be easier to kill them all. But I kind of took it as he's not seriously suggesting this. He's just kind of like going through the see, thought process as a soldier you would think where yeah. and because his point is that hey bruce you know this is a war zone but i think you're the only person in it that doesn't realize it's a war zone you're kind of treating it like a game mm. um and you know even when he gets back though he, t- he took a scan of the crime scene so he actually does like a sort of virtual reality like crime scene thing when he gets back and uh looks around and tries to figure out what's going on and he sort of discovers through the evidence that this person 
um, was a bit of a loner. He lost everything, uh, and he got a shitty little apartment. But recently, he you know, he made one new friend, and he's he's bought an extra mug for that new friend. And I kind of like this kind of the the the, the deducing, uh, you know, throughout it. And then it was like, oh well, the one friend has to be the killer essentially. Um, this some this person was getting close to him to lure him in, um, and it kind of plays with like. Uh, Bruce uh, is the the person, and then Bruce is just watching the person. It kind of plays with like who we're actually looking at in each of the the parts of the the, the reconstruction and and the mm-hmm. the virtual crime scene. Um, and Batman, you know, has his realization, and he he races back to the crime scene, um, and discovers that the killer is actually hiding under the floorboards under the bed. It ends with this kind of like you know demented serial killer kind of close up of him just saying he's he was lonely, um. But um, yeah. Although I wasn't sure, I actually I was wondering if this was actually done like a, a bit of a switcheroo here, where it was actually the guy who lives here who's the killer, and it's the friend who's on I, the bed. I that was the impression I got. Yeah, I got that impression because he says because it's, it's the way his line says I was lonely. It makes me think it was the guy living here that did the killing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So. But, um. There, there was definitely some stuff I like in this. Uh, like you know when. Uh, when we're in the 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 kind of reconstruction to do the detective, and like you say, you know, mm-hmm. it plays it like we see the the victim, you know, lying there on the bed and sitting up, and it's talking. It's clearly Bruce talking uh, as the victim, and uh, it goes back to you know Alfred because he's he's like, hey, you know, you don't know how to get into the mind of the killers, uh, you know, or I think it's as Bruce movie says, Robert, he he can't think like the killers. He can only think like a victim, uh, which I think is what separates that from most of these you know crime reconstruction profiling you know you've seen it a million times on tv at this point yeah yeah uh, but it does that thing where bruce kind of becomes the victim he's wearing the suit and you know it kind yeah, of switches around but it's it's different to he becomes the victim instead of becoming the killer uh, which is what the usual uh thing in this is but the, but it's the twist here at the end being that the, what he thought was the victim is the killer so it yeah. does this kind of switcheroo on him where he's, he's kind of realized that he was thinking as the killer in a, a bizarre way yeah you just didn't realize it i i, I like that in in theory <laughs> in theory well I, I really like the idea i just think a lot of the dialogue is awkward which kind of makes it stilted for me um, um it's my I, with I actually quite enjoyed this issue um at least yeah hitch's art was actually pretty solid which is i can't believe i'm saying that these days about hitch but um you know, it, like it started off with this kind of mo- this, this somber tone, and if we're doing like Seven and Batman, like we're doing like you know serial killers and stuff. I mean, he's already found this guy, so I mean, obviously there's going to be more plot uh, next time. But yeah. if that if that's the sort of tone we're going with for this, uh, I could be quite into that. Uh, so yeah, that was that was this is the Batman's Grave issue one. Um, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a six because I really like the art and I like some of the ideas, but just dialogue just falters for me. Okay. Um, I. Yeah, I'm probably gonna give it an eight. I thought it was pretty good, and uh, I'm intrigued. I, I do want to read the next one. Um, we'll see how busy <laughs> how busy the schedule is, but um, mm. I, I think uh, I'm going to try and read the next one. I was into it. So that'll take us out of the final book of the week, which is a new Black Label book. It is Joker Harley Criminal Sanity Issue 1 with Cami Garcia writing with Mike Mayhew and uh, Miko Suin on art. So, and the art is probably something we're going to be talking about a lot in this because the art is... Do you know which is which in terms of the different sections? Because I'm not sure uh, without looking up. I don't know if you happen to know. Oh, I I, I knew from... Because the variant covers by the, the one that's in color. Uh, so if you look at the variant covers, uh, the cover artist does. Which, which, because the, there's a Joker variant by 
Sorry, I'm, 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 going, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I don't need to explain it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Let's waste the time. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Um, uh, Meg Mayhew is the one that's in color. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So, um, yeah, the art is uh, pretty notable in this. Uh, whether or not you like it is probably depending on taste. Because the stuff that's in color, Mike Mayhew's art, is extremely lifelike to the point where you're kind of convinced like some photographs were used for referencing to really nail like yeah uh i i dislike a lot of it um because there are a lot of panels where i can feel the reference image where it feels like it's just there okay this is what we had it's not quite lining up with how it should there's definitely some panels like that uh there's one early on the first the first color scene because the color scenes are all flashbacks because like, it's, it's this kind of you know it's this ver- all very out of continuity thing where harley is helping the police hunt she's a, serial she's killers an FBI profiler essentially yeah. she's helping gordon hunt serial killers and joker is a serial killer and she's investigating and all that stuff's in black and white that's the other art um which typically looks very good uh, i think yeah i really like the black and white it's really stuff. pretty stuff um and then you get to the color stuff, which is the flashbacks, and we find out that Harley's uh, wife was killed. And she's called Edie, but she looks like Poison Ivy when we see the body. <laughs> like, they're definitely playing yeah. with, uh, like, our expectations. So, but she comes back, and she's in, like, her hospital scrubs or whatever. Um, and the one, the, the panel, she's she's eating, like, Chinese food out of the, the, you know, the red carton. And it's the one where... Uh, she's like sort of holding it up and she's looking off to the side and i'm not gonna lie it looks like someone's like traced that from a porn scene uh, no here's the thing if you zoom in you can see like the shadow line on the the neck uh and it's like okay this is where the cutoff was where we were tracing and the rest of it's the person underneath and <laughs> um, and then the hands are really weird as well like i don't know what it is there's this weird disconnect where around some of the fingers there's like an, a black outline Others, it just kind of vanishes, and it gives this weird impression where the people do not meld with the backgrounds whatsoever, because the backgrounds feel very traditionally drawn. Like, uh, but then the people just look like these traced images that are super realistic, um, and it just doesn't quite fit in together. There's like this jarring. Well, Joe, Joe jo is so weird though. Is that there's definitely like panels where it works better than it does others, because there's panels where. Uh, where it's wider, so maybe there was nothing to trace, so it's just all, it's more a consistent style. It looks better. Um, I think the last panel on that first flashback page, that two-page layout, where it's just a sort of the stream kind of like you know gasping, because it's a yeah. close-up and because there's no background, it actually looks quite good because it's just that on its yeah, own. Yeah, when you take it on its own, there's nothing for it to distract against. Uh, it looks alright. Yeah. Um, I like. Th- Joey jo- reminds me of in a weird way. It reminds me of how they used to do some video games, like the old Mortal Kombat games where they'd have actors and put it into yeah. the game. It's giving me that kind of vibe. And in that sense, it's kind of working in some panels in this weird way. But there's definitely other ones where it just looks... T- I think there's too many panels where I just find it distracting. My-, my problem is not the contrast with the backgrounds. I know you don't like that. I actually don't necessarily care about that if that's going to be a consistent style with it and if it's going to be just the feeling that it has. My problem is that sometimes the expressions just feel like they don't really match what's, su- what's supposed to be going on during the panel. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking of that one where she's eating the Chinese food and looking over to the side. Not, not the one where she's actually got a little bit sticking out of her mouth. I actually think that one looks good. That one looks like, yeah, she's she's in the mid- middle of eating Chinese food and she's just kind of looking over. But the one at the bottom before that, where she, her mouth's kind of open and she's looking over to the side, it looks like 
obscenely erotic for some reason and there's like no reason for it do you, do you know what's annoying as well i think if this was the whole book i would maybe get used to it i don't know the fact that we have it contrasted with the the black and white um not super realistic at all uh you know this this lovely pencil grayscale stuff mm-hmm. um it, it feels so jarring whenever we cut between them yeah uh, so the actual plot of this, uh, you know, Harley's hunting a serial killer, uh, you know, the Joker, who's kind of, you know, a myth at this point. There is a Batman, there's, you know, there's evidence of a Batman in one of the flashbacks, so we know that Batman exists. Uh, but, because I, I wasn't sure if he was going to. Honestly, the way this book sets it all up, it just kind of feels like, no, we're in a world where Joker's a it, serial it does, killer. It does feel like no Batman for most of the book. Yeah. Um, and she goes investigating and looking into things, she wants to like, find this, because the Joker killed, killed her wife, and she has this rivalry with one of the cops who's like pissed that she's always solving cases because she's better at it than they are <laughs> um, yeah. so she has this kind of like you know fight back from him but we find out about uh the first victim uh this mick kelly and uh, he had a son uh who i think is the obvious candidate to be the joker right now just based on kind of what the story is he's this awful father who beats up his son a lot and then he turns out to be the first victim it kind of sounds like it might turn out to be this kid uh that's yeah. kelly kids who turns out to be joker but um you know she goes to this this bartender to like ask about you know him and um and again we get flashbacks and again some of the the faces work and some of them really don't <laughs> in this this flashback art yeah. um but you know it, it sets this kind of thing up it's, it's definitely doing that 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 criminal um investigation thing as opposed to what we typically do with these types of stories um and it is very moody. Like I think I like the mood a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, there's, there's another body pops up at Arkham. Uh, sorry, it's Gotham Cemetery. Sorry, I just I saw the gate there and my mind went straight to Arkham. Um, mm-hmm. and the body's like laid out like the Da Vinci pose, you know, with the the circle. Um, the Vitruvian man. Thank you. Yes, there and you, you have, uh, you have one of the, one of the cops being a uneducated swine, thinking it's just some like cult ritual pose, and Harley's there like no yeah, this is the, very clear what this is yeah it's the one who's got a rivalry with her you know he hates her guts maddox uh yeah. you know he's, he's ready to just jump down her throat uh, and we also see that she's giving lectures at the local college she's talking about how not all serial killers are necessarily psycho- psychopaths um it's almost feeding into what we were talking about in uh the the year of the villain one shot this idea that some of them are actually very aware of what they're doing and they're not like because the definition of being insane or being um psychotic psychotic uh you know sure she's saying they're depraved but being psychotic usually means that you're substituting reality for something else you believe something and despite what you're what's actually in front of you and that's not necessarily true and she actually goes through a lot of real serial kills she talks about ed gein she talks about um you know ted bundy she talks about all these different serial kills uh you know the 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 killer clown and i thought that this is interesting you know because we watched mindhunter not so long ago this is very main hunter it was uh, like and and we were like okay oh do they still use some of these words because um uh you know like they in Mindhunter they categorize them into organized and disorganized yeah yeah she and there was up. a bit where they started feeling like they were moving away from that and we were like oh did they stop using that at some point and then they, they, I, I guess maybe not because it's being used here quite regularly i i can tell you from the amount of murder stuff my wife watches they still use stuff like that yeah um, and I really liked this part of it. I, I really liked her bringing up real like I, I think this reimagining of the Joker is just a straight up kind of like serial killer. And like yeah, like I don't know what they're going to do here because this is like nine issues long or something like that. Uh, 
I don't know what they're going to do here. Like, are they going to actually also, also do an origin thing like Harleen, where she's going to become Harley Quinn, or is this just a straight no? This is who she is in this this world, and yeah. she's hunting the Joker. I don't know, yeah. and I'm kind of okay if it is just what this here. Um, I might even prefer it because Harleen is it's setting up thing. to be the definitive origin, yeah. right? Um, uh, I, mean, I think even if this does turn out to be like a, some weird alternate origin, it does kind of work because it is so because it's not like. Like, because Harleen, even though it's set in its own little bubble, is still very much, like I said when we talked about it, what you could slot in is kind of your, your origin of Harley Quinn that feeds into whatever continuity you want. Yeah. This is like such a separate world, doing separate things. This is clearly never Harley Quinn as yeah. we see her in the DC universe. Yeah. Like, will she go crazy by the end and kind of adopt a look of Harley Quinn to fight the Joker or something? Yeah, I could see that or something, but... Or to lure him out and it backfires on her. Yeah, yeah, some of that um but yeah they're finding boy honestly like i like this book a lot and i think i liked it because it was such a different thing i can't believe i'm saying i like a second harley quinn book but it's definitely but it's not harley quinn not in the way that we think of her no this is i mean we we spoke about with harleen that it was very different to what we expect from a, a harley book but you know it, this is even further off that it's borderline not harley quinn right yeah you know you you could have slid in different characters to this and just change the names and as it, of this issue anyway it would work it's the, it's the true idea of an else world where it just completely changes like how things work and yeah uh, what it's so uh, i really like the mood i really like the tone obviously the flashbacks which are definitely the lesser part of the book because there's not as many of those pages as there are the, the, the black yeah. and white stuff um are very hit and miss um there's like one page from the flashback stuff that i really love um it's one of the double page spreads it's actually only one side of it though uh, when they're when the car goes underwater, mm. uh, on the left you have like you know the, the close-ups, the faces trying to breathe, uh, you know the the bubbles coming out, and it's it's got a really nice layout to it. It's not in this just neat box. I think that's a really nice panel. Yeah, and I will say uh, the next time the next issue page after the, which I will say my one complaint about the book, uh, maybe outside of like thinking some of the art that feels off, is um, the ending feels oddly anticlimactic. It just kind of ends. Yeah, I, I turned the page and went, wait, was that the end? I went back to read the last yeah. couple of panels again. Just, just to see, like, yeah, that didn't really feel that climatic. Uh, but I will say the the tease of the Joker on this like next time page and what it's he looks like in this terrifying. world, he looks like a vicious serial killer. He looks demented, and I'm actually kind of excited for that because uh, I like a scary Joker. I always have. Uh, just a, a fun thing. Uh, I read this first, and then the next book I read was Wonder Woman. <laughs> and the final panel of this uh, book is talking about uh, tigers hiding in the tall grass. Uh, and then right at the start of Wonder Woman, it's, it's uh, no, no, in the start of Wonder Woman, there's an actual uh -huh. panel talking about uh, lions in the tall grass. Yeah. And I laughed because I read those back to back. That is pretty funny. Um, no, I actually like this a lot. I, it's not as good as Harleen. Um, but I mean, that barb is so high that <laughs> like, I can't really, yeah. I can't well, really yeah. fault it. Hearing you guys talk about it, uh, I wish I would have read this as the Joker one for sure. I think you bent it. It's all, and it's a quicker read than you might think. I don't think this one dragged on at all. I think it was a quite no. easy. Also, easy did you guys figure out? Because I was looking at hockey stuff yeah. early on. Um, were you guys? Did you figure out who the artists are? Because I did. Which yes. One yes. Did which? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe use the maybe use the color artist who does the flashbacks yeah. and uh, okay. the other the others the uh, the black and white stuff. Um, so. No, I was quite into this. I'm actually looking forward to reading more. Honestly, Black Label putting out good books is is both good and bad. So thank you for that, DC, you pricks. <laughs> it, it, it makes it feel like, no, we actually want to check these out now because 
but here's the can th- be quite good. Well, I'm not going to necessarily say this for this time, but when Harleen came out, it was the best book of that week by a male. So, oh, it wasn't even yeah. close. Yeah. I think it would be foolish not to read these black label books. At least try them, you know, when, when issue yeah. ones drop. So. But, but then it's like, oh my God, so many more books all of a sudden. Hey, it means... That's you know, why I didn't get to it. It means yeah. when Steve yeah. Orlando's on Wonder Woman, it's an easier drop because there's other more important True. books to read. <laughs> yeah. Who, who says we have to always focus on the continuity stuff? Like sometimes the other stuff's going to be better. That's uh, true, and that's just the way it is. Um, but I liked it. I, I, I dare say, loved it. Actually, okay. Borderline, borderline. It's kind of it's getting there. I want to see where it goes before I really, you know, commit to that. But uh, yeah. yeah. But if I'm rating it, I'll even go first. I'll give it an eight point five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Um, Mostly for the art in the other section that I'm not sure. down to be honest. It just, just, it's not even bad. It's just distracting to me, and that kind of ruins the flow for me. I kind of liked the aesthetic of it. I just think some of the expressions were clearly not quite right for the panels. Um, yeah, and it was cause... especially, it was especially the women because there was a couple of panels where it looked they traced it from a porn star, and that it, is really it, distracting. Yeah. yeah, it really did. Um, and as like I say, it's not terrible. I like the the tone of it, but yeah yeah it was uh it, it was bugging me uh, but hey so. uh so there you go that's joker harley criminal sanity so we'll dive into more of that as as it goes that because i think we're both going back for it right like we both seem to like yeah, this. yeah. Un- un- unless the week that it's on is terrifyingly busy yeah i'm here Aye, but uh cool and might, might even catch up because he yep. looked intrigued <laughs> so um, that is that was the last book, which means we can now talk about our favorite stuff of the week. We do our favorite panel slash moment. We do our favorite cover, favorite art, and top five books. And given I had nine this week, that's actually quite a quite a meaningful thing to do. Yeah. Like, it's not just the five books I read. So uh, we'll start off with best panel slash moment, and I will go to Matt, who's who's been quiet for the last two books because he he was yep. uh, hadn't read yep, those yep, two. Yep. What do you got? So 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 in mine, it's it's from uh, Event Leviathan. And it's uh, when they're in the the bat tank, and mm. it's uh, it's Damien and Bruce, you know, going back and forth of who this could be, and just the whole payoff for that. Um, that is real good. So, since Pete's not here, Connor, what's yours? <laughs> yes, that, that that was the obvious thing to do. Yes, if I'm not there, just go to the next person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Vitruvian man. From, uh, yeah. from Joker Harley. Uh, that was a great kind of image when that just popped up. And it's just, you know, the stitched on arms and legs from someone else. Uh, yeah. Kind of horrifying, Creepy. but great. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, this is tough. I don't actually have a standout one that's like screaming itself at me this week. Um, yeah. um, I honestly, I think I might go. I mean, this is catching. It's like four pages, but. I honestly think from Joker Harley, the, the serial killer stuff, like that that whole segment was kind of... It's a great sequence, but yeah, Jews, dude, like four or five pages. Come on. I know, but... Like, <laughs> you got to pick one. I got to pick one? All right. Um, killer Clown, then. Maybe because it's the most... From outer space? <laughs> it's the most thematic one that's relevant, I suppose. I don't know. I like the whole thing. I think... Out of those pages, I would have gone with the first one because it's Eggin and uh, you know, uh, the vampire dude, and it's got just those splattering of red, and it's like the only color in this section with, the, sure. with this black and white bit, and it's, it pops. Sure, sure, it's sure. Good. Um, all right. Uh, favorite cover, Matt? 
Uh, the Event Leviathan uh, variant's pretty cool. So is the Event Leviathan cover. So it's between those two. Um, I'll go with the, the variant. Yeah, I was looking at the variant because it's the Mac cover. Uh, yeah, it's the, really good. The splashes of paint, as uh, Mac often looks yep. like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one's really good. Um, yeah, the Joker Harley variant, because maybe that artist is better suited to covers given that it's not. Which one? Because they both did a variant. One did Joker, one did Harley. Well, I'm talking about the color one because I'm saying that, that that style is maybe better suited to covers than it is uh, okay. sequential. Um, let me look at the other one, though. That one's pretty good as well, actually. <laughs> Black and white one where it's just, a, you know, it's like clearly serial killer Joker about to cut someone up. Uh, but he's all in silhouette. Yeah, that's nice. That's not bad. That's not bad. I would agree with Matt, though, and go with the uh, the Mac Leviathan cover, but uh, those Joker Harley covers are all pretty solid. Um, I, I hate to admit, but I might, I might go with that event Leviathan cover as well. That's quite <laughs> nice. Um, that's a nice cover. Um, and I'll be honest, there's not a lot of covers jumping at me this week. Yeah, that was the thing. I knew it was going to be a Velvet Python, but both covers I like. That's that's what I... I just, I just love Connor's kind of picking yeah. a Bendis thing. I just love it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm well, picking a Max well, thing. Yeah. It's a Bendis thing. Uh, so that'll take us on to Best Art of the Week. And Matt, what have you got for this? It, it's Malieve. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Uh, Connor? Um, I'll probably go with Hitch for Batman's Grave. I mean... I, I I want to pick Joker Harley for the for the black and white section, but I can't. It's not consistent enough throughout the book for me to p- pick that overall. So I'll go with Hitch for Batman's Grave. Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to believe as well. But I want to shout out to Supergirl and uh, Batman and the Outsiders yeah. for having really solid art. But uh, believe yeah. will take the take the win. So okay, top five books of the week, Matt. Go. Number one, Event Leviathan. Number two, Supergirl. Number three, Superman. Number four, Batman and the Outsiders. Number five, Wonder Twins. Boom. Okay, Connor. Uh, so I'll go Wonder Twins, Hawkman, uh, Joker Harley, Batman the Outsiders, and Flash. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one for me this week. Um, yeah, I'll probably go Event Leviathan at number one. I'll go with Joker Harley at number two. Number three... Uh, Batman's Grave, number four, Supergirl, and then number five. Uh... Actually, no, number four, put um, put Batman the Outsiders, and then number five, uh, Supergirl. There you go. Um, there you go. Uh, so that is our, our picks of the week. Um, and uh, that will lead us on to me telling you what's coming next week, which is what we do at this part of the show. Uh, so coming next week, typically, traditionally week three is a quieter week, but we'll see how, how it actually is this time. Uh, we got Aquaman 53. We have Batman 81. Flash Forward issue two is out. Dare you take the plunge on that. Um, you got Inferior 5 issue two. You have Justice League 34. You have Metal Men issue one. So that's starting next week. I'm I'm excited for it and I'm prepared to look like a fool for that. I'll give so it a I try. Metal Man. I wouldn't say I'm excited, yeah. but I'll give it a try. Uh, Nightwing sixty five is out. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, remember when we read Nightwing? Wait. Those were the days. <laughs> Patiently waiting for a relaunch. Um, yeah. Superman smashes the clan issue one is out, although uh, probably worth mentioning though it's like 80 pages. So <laughs> That's so I I was going to hold off on this, mm-hmm. right? But I just might have to get it. Whoa. I don't know if I'm going to read it. Like, I was going to wait for the trade. Sure. Right? But seeing that cover... And then Yang, I just... Ugh. But you're not promising Man. you'll be able to talk about it on the show. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. I just, yeah. I'm looking how low the week is, too, for, you know, money-wise, you know. Um, yeah. To be fair, there's not a huge map books next week. No, yeah, but probably... also, I'm just saying, 80 pages is a lot, Connor. It is, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if there's one week out of the month, you might be able to get away with it yeah this is probably the week but but see but then there's there's other ones that are coming up that i definitely gonna read well yeah hold on. so well, i'm gonna keep going here superman uh, year uh, one issue three so matt's definitely reading that uh no superman's pal jimmy olsen issue four yes. uh you have teen titans 35 which we've not been covering you've uh mm-hmm. you've just skipped over uh tales from the dark multiverse uh batman nightfall, nightfall. Uh, and that's why i might have an issue reading superman smashes the clan next week because these tend to be a little bit bigger, and it's I'm, Kyle Higgins. I'm not going to lie. I, my eyes went over that because it looks like one of those bullshit things that I always skip because sometimes you get these weird yeah. reprints of things. Right. Yeah. Um, i forgotten that um, was a thing. Um, and then we have, uh, the, well, next to the Walmart reprints for Titans, Burning Rage, issue three. And then you have Wonder Woman Come Back to Me, issue four, which again, Walmart reprint. And then there's right. Wonder Woman Giant, issue one, which is right. those big hundred Which has a things. new Amanda Connor, Jenny Palmiotti story. And Probably I want commitment to, say, to chaos. Disappointed they didn't go up on Comicsology this week. Yeah, because yeah. I missed out on a Tom Taylor story, and that's unacceptable. They'll they'll be up there soon enough, though. Probably when they're all done, the arc's yeah. done. That's what I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but by my count, that's only like six books, I think, plus yeah. Superman smashes the clan. Um, but I uh, I will not be here next week, and possibly not the week after either. Wait, is there a secret Doomsday Clock coming out? Uh, one can <laughs> hope. One can hope. I've only got like four books. Maybe I'll read Smashes the Clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I miss a quiet week. Yeah, I, I, I've only got Aquaman, Batman, I... Justice League, and uh, Metal Men. That's all I've got because I, I dropped uh, Olsen. So I've got five. It's short. That, I mean, I might be able to get my books read before I go and actually, you know, send on some well, thoughts. We'll I, see. I have six, and then if I add Smash of the Clan, that's eight. But that's really now. You're, now you're adding like an eighty page. <laughs> that's <laughs> math. Is uh, something else. Know. Because that's like three issues, the, right? Like that's pages? not. The, that's not the problem. You went from I've got six, but if you add that, I've got eight. Yeah. Right. So and, and Smash of the Clan. That's but, like three. Yeah, but three, what is the bring you n- oh, nine. three, not two. I'm gonna say nine. Okay. <laughs> like it was, it was too much in between. It was like we had accepted going up to seven because it's just technically yeah. one book, and but we had accepted, came, but it counts as more. We have accepted maybe ten or eleven because it's like three or four issues or whatever. But you went to to eight. <laughs> that that makes sense. Well, because I, I just said what Pete did, and I didn't count Nightfall. So then, yeah. So. Sure. But, when I did my math for Smash of the Clan, I already oh, okay. I forgot to add that. Okay, I tell you, so I'll, I'll, get, five to I'll get five then. I, I got five books added if I didn't the follow-up issue. That's true. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. Um, yeah, so we'll probably do questions next week. So I'll, I'll ask on Twitter, but if you want to send questions to mftbquestions at gmail.com, 
um you can send questions there and we will uh do a bunch of them next week uh, you can also send questions to us on twitter at dc comics podcast I'll, i will ask as well uh coming up close to the next next episode did uh did you did you happen to ask this week about yeah, no. Listeners, no, uh, no that, that's that's clearly week. done. I've not done that like a month. Like, like it's clearly not well, something that's happening. Just give you shit for it every so often. Um, so you you can send out questions uh and and those methods. Um, please do because we probably do need them next week. Uh, unless me and Matt read smashes the clan, in which case we'll talk about that for. Or you can just talk about wrestling for an hour without me. No, because I'll get caught and put in Patreon, so that won't be part of the. <laughs> that's true that will be part of the actual show uh, so you can send in your questions about various DC things um, even some non-DC things should you wish uh, we, we, we won't we won't be mad if you ask us about movies or uh, I don't know food <laughs> what else do we talk about on here um, but you know send in your questions mftvquestions at gmail.com as well as uh, twitter at DC Comics Podcast which you should follow anyway for, for updates and things of that nature uh, you can of course support everything we do over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and help keep all the content coming not even just the comics podcast but of course all the other stuff we do that you can check out movie podcasts, TV reviews um, you can of course uh, this month, check out uh, a variety of episodes of our horror movie podcast, Screams After Midnight, because uh, it's October and we do a lot of special episodes for that. Uh, so me and Tim have been cranking them out every single day, uh, which is normally a weekly show with the odd maybe extra one, but uh, every single day in October. So have a look and see if you're interested in any of that, if you're into horror movies. Uh, but uh, otherwise, that is, uh, that is us. Right? I'm not missed anything. I think that's everything. Like and subscribe, sure? rate, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, five stars, helps more people find us, do all that stuff. Um, all that stuff supporters as does Patreon. So, um, yeah, uh, that's episode 176 of Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, hopefully you've had fun. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for 177 with uh, a special Connorless episode uh, where me and Matt will do... Make, make the most of it. You might even have two weeks without me. Yeah, whatever we want, basically. And uh, we'll see how that goes. So uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching. Keep watching us. Keep reading DC Comics. <laughs> but remember to never get lost. Yes. We should tell them. We brought back television from the multiverse. Yeah. That's true. That's, yeah. Probably, that's probably worth mentioning, actually. Yeah, yeah, we we, we kind of just spaced over. It happened this week, even though we kind of said we weren't doing that. Yeah, yeah. We'll... we'll, 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 we'll pared it down a little bit it's not as packed as it once was but yes we talked about batwoman we talked about supergirl we talked about the flash uh on this week's episode and we will have it on while the cw shows are airing so we'll talk about crisis when it happens it's the, all of it's happening yes go go check out television from the multiverse okay thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep reading dc comics and remember to never get lost in the speed force long live the legion